downright un-American. No patriot. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. It's all about the money. Anti-American. They want the money. It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. Patriotism. Anti-American. They were like death. And un-American. 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 Treasonous. Period. Yeah, just why not? It doesn't have anything to do with patriotism. Anti-American. They want the money. I'll tell you something. Anti-American. Un-American. I mean, they certainly didn't seem to love our country very much. Right, un-American. Welcome to another episode of Un-American, the show about traitors, turncoats, and treasonous, where no fraud or grifter is safe. I'm joined tonight by Franklin and Jim. How are you doing tonight, Frank? I'm doing pretty good, Brandon. I got hit with a wave of nostalgia recently. Yeah. For something I was never nostalgic for, which is a weird feeling. I don't know if you know, like, uh, Jackass 4 came out. Oh, yeah. The fourth movie. Yep. I was never that big a fan. I'd seen all the movies, watched the TV show, but, like, never avidly. Um, I So, like, in, in anticipation of, for the fourth movie being in theaters, I rewatched all the movies and the, the .5s of the, like, supplemental material. Yeah. God damn, do I love that. Like, they got so much better with age. They kind of, like, participated yeah. the YouTube era. Yeah. So, like, they they age like wine. They're, like, they're still really funny. I would say that um, I don't know. Like, I think I've watched the point fives a long time ago. The only one I remember not liking was 3D because I, I just thought it felt too, like, made for that. It's gimmicky. I worked in a movie theater when 3D came out, so yeah. I was an usher. So I watched 3D the most with 3D goggles. I will say this. I'm so besides, glad that that fad is gone. It, 3D, I, 3D I movies were terrible. They were I, horrible. And I only saw two movies that ever got away with it. It was Coraline, which was awesome in 3D. Av- Avatar was decent. A- Avatar was awesome. I, did, I didn't like that movie. But <laughs> yeah. then Jackass made me laugh. Gen- like, when they, they launched St- Steve-O in a porta potty. <laughs> They put Steve on a porta potty and launch him Ironically, and shit on him. And yeah. then 3D, that is like, I threw, almost threw up in the theater. Or the I, opening scene when like they were just like launching dildos across yeah, the or they, they It was like all coming at you. Chris Pontius gets naked so often they, they put a drone on his dick and fly it around <laughs> while just stretching his penis out. I Ironically. So uh, good. Ironically, uh, the movie that always comes to mind when I think 3D is the one that I guess I enjoyed the most, uh, which is weird because I hate the movie. Like, I hate Polar Express, but I saw it in 3D. Really? Yeah, and, like, it wasn't bad in 3D, but, like, oh, I hate that fucking movie right. so much. Yeah. Everything about it. I hate the story. Like, I don't hate the story. The story's fine. I just hate Tom Hanks being every fucking character in the <laughs> damn movie. <laughs> right, like, right, It pisses me off so much. That's my least. It's also for like a Christmas movie. That's never the one that I'm going to sit down and watch because it's right. kind, it's long. Now, and do you ever boring? Same director, same filming technique. Do you ever watch the uh, Jim Carrey version of uh, A Christmas Carol, where he plays multiple people? No, he plays I have all not. the. Ni- he plays like the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, and Ebenezer Scrooge. Huh? No, I have not seen that. It's the, and it's the same motion capture, so it's just as fucking weird. It's huh. awesome. Interesting. I recommended. Check that out next year. Uh, Jim, how are you doing today? Doing good. You know, the past couple of weeks of my n- new-ish job now, it's not new, it's new-ish, uh, it's been like smooth sailing, like didn't have to nice. really ask any questions. Yeah. Feel yeah. like I'm getting into the groove pocket. That's good. That's good. It's always nice to hit the hit the groove in, in a new job. Um, 
And I, I feel like if you're going to hit like a wall with a job, the first month is the place where you're really going to run up against it. Yeah. Once you get past mm. there, it's like smooth sailing. Right. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting closer each day, but like, man, I have not hit the groove yet. So, um, I am doing pretty well too for a couple of reasons. One was my son's fifth birthday was on uh, Sunday this past week, and so that was pretty nice. cool. Got to have got to have some fun with him. We like he he had a great time. He what's weird is like we kind of effed up and like we didn't make it a. It wasn't like a two week build up. It was like. Thursday night, we were like, hey, Timothy, your birthday's in a couple of days. And he was like, oh, really? And then, like, <laughs> kind of forgot about yeah, it. because he's at the age right, where, right. like, it yeah. doesn't – And then, on, like, it's cool to him, and it's it's awesome when he gets it, but it's like it, he doesn't think about it. And yeah. then uh, and then su- Saturday night, we are like, your birthday's tomorrow. And then he got really excited. And then for all Sunday – Dude, was, no way! Yeah. <laughs> did he go to bed easy Saturday night, or he, was it a – He actually did, because really? he was like, I okay. want to wake up, and it's going to oh, be my birthday, yeah. and I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. And he pretty much – Cut to 2 a.m., like, him waking up brand name, and being like, Dad, get up. Yeah. It's my birthday. Like, nah. <laughs> So that was fun. I always love my. Uh, I'll, I'm sure that I'll be talking about it again soon because my younger son's birthday is coming up in three weeks. So uh, the so yeah, it, but that's that's definitely a fun time. Also, not to take up too much time at the front here, but um, I I cannot not do this episode episode without like a special shout out silver lining moment for the Super Bowl halftime show. Like I know that it was targeted towards me, but thank you. Like I I very much appreciate when things are targeted as at me. It was a thing of beauty. It, I also really feel was. like man, it's 2022 it, and this is the first rap themed Super Bowl show. Yeah. They were behind the time. Rap has well, been the dominant music form for about 20 years it's now. It's funny, too, because if you go in, like, the comment sections of, which, I, as we all know, I'm a huge fan of just because <laughs> I like my own misery. Um, but, like, a bunch of old, crusty white people talking about how, like, they can't, they don't understand. It's not music yeah. to me. And I was like, so you better my die dad, or get used to like this because everything right, that right. comes <laughs> next is my fucking hip hop. Like he got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, me, brother-in-law, sister, and my wife are on the couch nodding our heads. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was actually. My this mom, takes me back to 2004. My mom was actually kind of cool about it because she was like, she was super excited for it. But I was like, that's weird because like, but she was excited because she knew that I was going to be excited. She knew that my brothers and sisters were going to be excited. Yeah, it's like it was a communal the, thing. Yeah, yeah, like this. I is, mean, this was the first year Jay Z was in charge of booking it, right? This is like, was he? He, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive he, he's the one that signed a deal with the NFL. So this is the first one he put on. So that's why he got everyone that because make, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a billionaire, and it also goes to my earlier point. I think a second my, ago that this is what's moment, to come. See now, I think my favorite moment was when Dre sat down at the piano. And he started getting like all classical. It started right, all of a sudden, right. Started playing "Mad at You." Yeah, Tupac. Yeah, I was um, looking for the, the Tupac. But then he just started. At the, he just started hitting the, the keys, going ding, 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 I would say. I will say. I did not. Everybody was just like. I couldn't watch it live because I was. I was caught up in the drama that was Kanye West fucking meltdown on social media during the Super Bowl. That's also. Oh my god! That's also a silver lining. He kind of put out a hit on Pete Davidson. He he said what? that he said that Pete Davidson was Hillary Clinton's ex boyfriend because he has a, a tattoo. A meme over. that I saw about Pete Davidson makes sense now. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, Pete Davidson is dating Kim, Kim K. Kardashian, yeah. yeah, Kim Kardashian, and he just cannot handle it. He was tweeting screenshots of their conversation. She's like, "Look, why can't well, you're you're gonna get him killed?" 
And he's like, all right, I'll tell people not to take on Pete. But then he screenshots their conversation and posts it online. And she's like, why are you sharing our conversation? He's like, I'm your biggest fan. Why wouldn't I share your conversation? Oh, my God. And then he sent her a truck of roses on, on Valentine's yeah. Day. He's, Kim. Kim. He He's going to get his kids taken away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a can uh shout, someone shout out been... to Pete Davidson though. Right. Like doesn't it, it like he was with Ariana Grande, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he and now he's with Kim Kardashian. He's one of the weirdest looking dudes in Hollywood. Yes. Well, and people Which, and I was gonna out, say like, it goes to show that women really enjoy laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like, he is funny. He's super I will funny say Kanye at one point tweeted, I think the only other black person or the only other like uh, person of color on SNL and told him, like, I'll triple your salary if you quit. Don't work with Pete Davidson. And the guy had the greatest reaction where he tweeted back. He's like, double my salary. No, you got to triple it. That's right. 90000 <laughs> <laughs> And just did like a series of jokes about like, this is what it costs. Like, you got to pay up, you know, like, oh, that's so fucking good. The people dunking on him. I will say my favorite moment of the halftime show was like, you know, it's no secret that I'm a huge stan. Um, so like, it, like I was super excited to see Eminem, but I, I thought that Kendrick did the best. Like I thought Kendrick mm, was the most yeah. fun to, or the most. I'm not a Kendrick fan, so I'm biased. Dude, oh, see, I, I agree, Brandon. Yeah. He was spitting bars, man. Like, mm-hmm. like technically what he did. And this is what I want to say to all of those like white crusty people that I see in the comment sections that like don't understand hip hop. Everything that your favorite, like that you appreciate that your favorite guitar player does with his hands, like everything that makes that guitar a virtuoso performance. Yeah. What what makes it special for you is what rappers do with their mouth. But not only their mouth, with lyrics. They're taking the whole of the English language and making it into a poem that like fucking slams against the beat. That's why I loved Kendrick so much, is because like you listen. I think a lot of people who don't like or appreciate hip hop hear the rhyme on the beat, but like everything rhymes like every other syllable in what Kendrick was doing rhymes and it makes it sound like that machine gun, right? Yeah. Like, and not only does oh, it so there are internal rhymes, but there's internal like illusions and, and like yeah, similes you know, that you're pulling through. I don't, it's not that I think he's bad. That's not the case. Right. I just I don't like Dude, that he's, style. He's, right. He's, Which I get that. He's a very I like, acquired I like taste the rhythm and too. flow. Yeah. Like the super fast rapping, it's impressive mm-hmm. because it's super hard to do. But it's just not something well, that I'm going to sit there and, and listen to. Right. Like, Kendrick nonstop. will have a whole yeah. album where no, he's like, like I'll, I'll listen to Snoop and Dre and M all day. Right. right. Kendrick's the kind of guy who was like, I'm going to do a whole album of jazz infused kind of like yeah. freestyle and like, fuck, he makes it work. But if you're not into that kind of stuff, you're yeah. not going to like it. Is it, it took, it's taken me a long time and I'm still not 100% there where I'm like a diehard Kendrick fan. Oh, but see? like as far as that performance went and all Kung Fu five Kenny, or buddy. six of the people that were up there, I was like, he did the hardest thing. Yeah. Like he did the most technical thing out of everybody. Like M could, all of them could, but yeah. like he did. Like that was the song he played and like i don't know it was just really good i i really liked it i know again it was targeted towards me but mm. good job i think out of all the rappers on the stage M would be the only one that could even like get hold, close hold, to that hold yeah. a coattail to as fast as kendrick yeah. is going yeah i, I yeah that's probably because it's not then, snoop style it's not every Drake time it's most definitely not 50 every style. time someone <laughs> asks M about kendrick he's like he's the king shout he's out the, yeah. Yeah. Sh- sh- extra shout out to to mary j Blige. she sounded really fucking good yeah she did. like i have watched that yeah, back. Her, voice, her voice did not 
no, age. she she was great. Like I I really enjoyed that. It it was very good. I hope that we see more hip hop until we get to the mumble rap era, and then we can <laughs> we can go to like I don't yeah. know old Circus Survivor or something. It's like give me give me <laughs> that like sixty year old when Little Pump is playing. I'm out. <laughs> so um, all right, so here's what we're gonna do tonight, Frank. You're gonna host. Um, which I'm really excited oh, about. This uh, it's not like a plan. This yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it is like you plan this because I have no idea. I'm flying blind here. I I get to sit back and comment on shit and click buttons all night, and so I'm excited about that. Um, so why don't you tell us mm-hmm. who we're going to talk about? Tell the two of us. I know the audience knows based on the title. Right. Um, and well, yeah, let's let's get into this. So I wanted to talk about Joe Rogan because we've all talked about doing him as like a big project. But I realized jumping in, like, I don't want to go through a bunch of episodes. Like, for reference, the episode we're start we're going to cover tonight is the Joe Rogan Experience episode 1757. Fucking weep for us. We're on like 30. Yeah. Right? right? No, we're not even on 30. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. We're, we're in, somewhere in between 25 and We can't even keep up with the bullshit. <laughs> But I wanted to look look at Joe Rogan in a different aspect. So, like, we're gonna look at one of his hosts, the host that actually guest. got him, in, or well, yeah, or guest rather, the eh, guest that got him in the most trouble for most of his guests being more of a host of the show than him. And that's the problem yeah. is that he just lets them have free reign. But um, and I didn't want to go through all of his episodes, so I picked the one that caused the most flack recently. It actually ended up with a bunch of people threatening to leave Spotify. Um, that's what got the uh, the, the Neil the Young N- thing going. Yep, the Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. The, that's when the N word. Um, Foo Fighters, I think, have threatened, but I don't know if they followed through. With well, and the I don't know who the artist was. India something. She's the one who Which, tweeted. As soon as I saw that, I was like, if the Foo Fighters leave Spotify, because it's like at least once a month for three days in a row, I listen to the Foo Fighters discography. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like if if they leave Spotify, I'm just gonna delete this. And <laughs> I never listen to podcasts on Spotify. He, so. Here's my thing. It, I would pull off Spotify if people gave a shit. <laughs> But like, <laughs> right. we're gonna stay on Spotify for now. Because well, I'm just saying it, it would, it would hold right. no use for me. The moment you fuckers like, start right. listening the, on Spotify, we're gone. gone. I might cancel Spotify, but right. I, but I'm, yeah. So we're gonna. American is still I wasn't saying there. that we were gonna make a difference. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but we will never sign an exclusive deal with Spotify. I can promise you that. Mostly because they would never want us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We might too. I might fire both of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so get, I pull a Zuckerberg right? in, like podcast style. We're like, the fucking Winklevoss twins. I, I appreciate all that you've contributed, but here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna own this now. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna talk about a guy named Dr. Robert Malone. He's gotten a lot of uh, coverage lately, whether it be Fox News, various podcasts that all run in the right wing sphere, and then. Joe Rogan is what really blew him up. Even Sean Hannity couldn't do that. So, you know? what is he? Is he a medical doctor? He is an actual, legit doctor. We're going to let Joe Rogan uh, kind of bring us in. Joe Rogan, despite the fact that he is a medical expert on, Joe Rogan is obsessed with this episode of uh, the fact that Robert Malone just got kicked off Twitter. And Joe Rogan is obsessed with people getting kicked off social media because that is his real big, like, their... Uh, That's his bread and butter. Without yeah. social media, Joe Rogan is nothing. Well, and I think, I don't know if he's scared he's going to get kicked off. He doesn't fully understand why people get kicked off, despite the fact that he will claim that he is really up to date with his guest. That's I mean, not the true. rules are written. He can go read them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's not a secret. Like, they're not hiding it from you. If you spread conspiracy, you're probably going to get kicked off. Right. And um, you have to, like, even do it with malice at this point. Yes. Because there's so much shit on 
Twitter. Like, it's not hard it's to not, find that shit. It's not, I'm just asking questions. As much as they will always try to pin it on yeah. that. Yeah. So we're going to let Joe take it. We're going to let him introduce his guest, Dr. Well, like, Robert Malone. I used to love him for his curiosity because he had a bunch of legit scientific people on. And it's been a long time since I listened to the, the Joe Rogan experience. Right. And we're going to get into why right now. I'm so glad that we're doing this because I've, <laughs> I've hated Joe Rogan since I've known you. <laughs> so this, this episode uh, took place on December 31st, the, uh, 2021, last day of last year. So about two months ago at this point. All right. We should just say, uh, because uh, historically, we should just state what's happening here. So today is the 20, no, the 30th of December, and yesterday you were kicked off Twitter, correct? True. Um, we scheduled this in advance. It's just coincidentally that you were kicked <laughs> off Twitter. What What were you kicked off? Well, first of all, before we even do this, please tell everybody what your history is and uh, what your what your degrees are and what you do. Okay, so I'm going to do the short version. Okay. Um, so, you know, this can last for an hour um, if we go into the whole history of mRNA vaccines and all that kind of stuff. Uh, my history. I I am. Uh, I was originally a carpenter and a farmhand uh, in the central coast of California, and decided that I wanted to go back to school, and uh, did two years of computer science, and then decided that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life looking at a computer monitor in a basement. Bad decision, and decided that I wanted to try to become an MD, which was a hard thing to try to do in the in the late 70s. So that was a real stretch objective. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, all right. When he says, I didn't want to stare at a computer monitor in a basement, right. is he is, is that a veiled shot at Joe Rogan? No, it's a joke about like, <laughs> like, oh, computers took off. It would have behooved me to stay there financially. Yeah, it would have made his life real easy. And right. it's, a, it's a really terrible joke. Also, I hate this whole thing of like, well, we'd be here an hour if I do the long version. So I started as a carpenter. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. you. Like, we're obviously talking about a medical degree. Get to when you were, like... Yeah. Also, that last bit about, like, look, in the 70s, it was really hard to be a doctor. That was it's a real stretch goal. Still Why? pretty hard to, to get that it's degree. It's harder. It all started every, back in 1959. I will say about, if you're a medical I doctor... I was a premature baby. You also don't make <laughs> nearly as much... Yes. Like, you have to pay a ton in malpractice insurance, and most hospitals have started cutting back on doctor's salaries. Well, I would argue that medical science is, is just like being a regular scientist... It's harder to become one every decade because they discover more that you have to learn. It was exactly, easy to be right. a doctor in 1870. Exactly. All you had I, to know was what the skeleton looked I, like. You want to know whenever <laughs> I had that epiphany? My freshman year of college when I was going to be a biologist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert is not a good— Now I work in cancer science, so you know it's doable. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you got to cram a lot more shit in your head. Right. So Robert is not going to make this quick and easy, so I'm going to make it quick and easy for him by introducing him. This is from PolitiFact. Uh, who is Robert Malone? Joe Rogan's guest was a vaccine scientist, became an anti-vaccine darling from uh, January 10th, 2022. An anti-vaccine darling. Uh, Malone markets himself as the inventor of mRNA and DNA vaccines on his website and LinkedIn profile. In his Twitter account, before it was suspended, it said the same thing. So did he work for Moderna or something? He contributed important research early on. Um, so a pair of papers he co-authored with two other people in 89 – and then with six other people in 90, showed that mRNA vaccines could be delivered into cells using lipids, and doing so with mice could trigger the production of new proteins. So he's legit, has a claim that he is so one of the founders he, so he of was working on the, the COVID vehicle. vaccine. He was working on the vehicle of getting the mRNA right. him, into the cell. Now, him and a bunch of other people, he co-authored these papers. Well, yeah. Right. And there were right. other people that, like, well, he did not here's, discover. Here's the real question. Where is his name, like, on the paper? Like, 
It, well, he in, holds in the, a few patents with well, like, other people. When, whenever, whenever you get to like reading a scientific paper, the author that contributed the most is listed first. First, yes, and then subsequently on down the line. Right, and that, so, so if, I don't want to take if, away. If you are in the at all section, yes, that's the the, you don't, the phrase. Yeah, then you were just like a scribe. <laughs> you wrote it down. You were like you held the notebook. They literally have a Latin term for you because no, that's your name. <laughs> that's that's making it simplified. It was just a funny joke, but. Yeah, like the further on down the line you get, the less you did to contribute. To right, the paper. and just to like to put it beautifully, the Politico or Politifact lays it out. Um, the development of today's COVID nineteen vaccines was built on a, a work of many scientists and would not have been possible without other discoveries that cleared major hurdles. An early two thousands breakthrough from the University of Pennsylvania's, and they named two people: Drew Wiseman and uh, Catalin Carico. Um, uncovered a way to keep the immune system from attacking the injected mRNA vaccine. So, like, he was instrumental in saying you could do this, but other people found out how to make it practical. Right. Essentially. How to do it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and let Joe, like, I'm. Uh, we're going like, to skip his bio because it takes Robert Malone five minutes to get through his that, spiel. Yeah, he can't say that he invented it whenever you're well, just that's a part what, of the team that was in the early stages of saying, hey, this can work. Right. Like, they, they didn't have any practicality for it until... Like, what, 11 years ago is when they started trying to do the flu vaccine? Exactly, with yeah. The mRNA? So, Jim, you do a semi-weekly podcast about conspiracy guys. This shouldn't be, like, surprising to you. Like, yeah, no. But, <laughs> right? I mean, as like, someone, this, this is what they do. Jim, like, you can always find like, one guy I who, invented, like, got shit on in the office, and he's yeah. like, fuck you guys. I'm, like, say, I'm, look, this. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> that this fucking vaccine came from my sperm. Right? Like, yeah. you, guys, the fuck? you guys are way closer than you realize. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, when the pandemic broke out, previous to that, I mean, you're, you're kind of thought of as a heretic now. In some strange way. And, pariah. Yeah, pariah is probably a better <laughs> word. And the fact that you've been banned from Twitter, is it's it's very confusing because I've been following your tweets and I've been reading all the things that you've written and I don't understand how it justifies a ban. Who self-labels themselves a pariah? Right. <sighs> I have to correct you, Joe. I'm a pariah. So <laughs> yeah. Joe claims that he's been following Dr. Mullen's tweets, very close, all of his writings closely. He doesn't understand why he would be banned. Let's go through why he would be banned. So this is also from PolitiFact, the same article. In June, uh, he tweeted that a study showed that for every three lives the vaccine saved, they caused two deaths. But the journal that published the study later append, uh, appended the note to call it, uh, it to call its main conclusion incorrect, and then retracted it entirely. The same month, Plifact rated false a video featuring Malone that claimed that spike proteins generated after vaccine are toxic to cells. That's not true. Other fact checkers debunked his related claim in another video that the spike proteins that uh, cause that often cause irreparable damage to children's vital organs. That's not true either. There is no. Seems like a decent, making shit up. Seems yeah. like a decent reason to get kicked off a platform. After. He is also suggested let's keep in that mind, let's keep in mind too that you don't just get kicked off. You get you warned. get warnings. Yeah, yeah. you get put times. in timeout. Yeah. I was gonna say, Brandon, you are a king. Of I am the king, the king of getting. Yes, I've been in both Facebook and Meta jail multiple times. <laughs> like, I don't know that I've been. I, I'm sure that I've been. What banned you know from about Twitter these streets? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's also claimed on multiple occasions that the. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines might actually be making the coronavirus more dangerous and that the, the Pfizer vaccine was not fully approved. He is a real hard on for Pfizer because some of the people he used to work for sit on the board of Pfizer now. So Pfizer he will go was after the them first a lot. One to get approved. Right. Not, and the, and not fully. 
Yes. Um, uh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. And you'll notice that, like, we're going to play the next clip here. Joe never actually wants to focus on what he said. He just wants to know, like, what well, did they tell you why you were banned? Why did you get banned? Why did they kick you off? And I don't know what was the partic- particular tweet. Did, did they tell you what the particular tweet was or what the offense was? That They never tell you. They never told you. Well, they, they just, never tell anybody. They removed <laughs> yes, they you do. for not going along with whatever the tech narrative is. Because tech clearly has uh, a censorship agenda when it comes to COVID in terms of treatment, in terms of the, the wh- whether or not you are promoting what they would call vaccine hesitancy. They can ban you for that. They can ban you for, in, in their eyes, what they think is a justifiable offense. And they're doing this, and I don't know who these people are that are doing this, but what? they're doing these, this, one of the most Alex important Jones. things about you reading out your history like that is to one of the most qualified people in the world to talk about vaccines. Oh, my God. Here's the problem that I have right off the bat, and it doesn't even have to do with the content per se. When was the last time this dude worked on a vaccine? I shouldn't be able... You're going to call him the most qualified. I shouldn't yeah. be able to hear how high you are. Like... Right. I don't care if you smoke pot. That's cool. <laughs> smoke pot. Smoke pot while you're doing your podcast. I don't care. If you smoke so much pot that I can hear it, <laughs> like, well, and this is exactly, he, he, he's just like, that's the, the level of sentence, stoned where you're like, right. you would have to just let your guests have a pass. And because he let Robert Malone talk him into the space where within his first breath of responding to this, he's like, yeah, man, there's a tech narrative and they're pushing an agenda. And then in the second breath, he's like, well, I don't know who they are or what they're doing, but like they're, they got to be pushing an agenda, right? So you don't know who they I are think or what they're doing. he's been hanging out with Alex Jones on, yeah. the, on the side. Yeah, a little bit too <laughs> much. It's not, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So one way that some people put it is, and of course, since this has happened, I've been contacted by multiple lawyers that are looking at filing a suit just like Alex Berenson has one against Twitter. Um, and, and the point is made just what you just made. Uh, um, if, so the point that I, I think is kind of succinct on this is um, if my voice, if, it, if there's no merit to my voice being in the conversation, whether I, it's true or not, whether I'm factually correct or not, let's park that just for a minute. Whether or not I'm right in everything I say, and I freely admit no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. It's one of my core points is people should think for themselves. I try really hard to give people the information and help them to think, not to tell them what to think. Okay? Um, but the point is if, if I'm not if, – if it's not okay for me to be part of the conversation, even though I'm pointing out scientific facts that may be inconvenient. This really sounds like a coast-to-coast guy. Then who is, who can be allowed? He never answered that question. He never no. did. He uses his calm, old-guy voice demeanor to He's, trick you. He sounds like thinking, he, could, he could host for George Norrie. Exactly. Like, straight you, up. You hear the cigar lighting up? He's in his little yeah. cave? Yeah. Here's the other thing, too, that, like— I don't like the argument, and and I'm glad that somebody else is saying it on Rogan's show because I because it's so as, like associable with I don't know if that's a word, but with Joe Rogan's like fanboys and the whole line of thinking that we we're not trying to tell people how to think. Like we should be allowed to think. I am freely. so glad. 
but that like, you brought that up. Here's, because look, here's look, the think problem. about that. Just keep that in mind as we go move forward. Here. That he is saying that he's giving you the information like, who, and letting to you say decide who's right and who's wrong. It's like no, I can flood you with a stack of scientific well, and papers we, and on that's, why you're sometimes, wrong, and then you're gonna pick out one little article written by yeah. your hundred percent right, Jim. As we go forward, listen to be, his evidence. Yeah, some sometimes it's okay. They don't want to hear the right. Is, yeah. They don't want to hear the right. Sometimes, they don't hear the facts. Sometimes it's okay to tell people how to think when there are facts to be or presented. Or when it's a complex like, situation. It doesn't to mean... To give them context. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like it, but, like, we breathe oxygen, yeah, buddy. That is the truth. So <laughs> you, you can <laughs> not like that. Gravity. Yeah. Like, the earth is round. Right. Vaccines work. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and let Brandon read this, because I didn't even want to do... When he said the name Alex Berenson... I just went, like, I found his Wikipedia and then started reading deeper, and then I realized, like, the Wikipedia sums this up better than any article could, because yeah. it's so bare bones about who this fucker is. <laughs> so, right. Brandon, from Wikipedia, if you will. Uh, yeah, Alexander Berenson. He was a reporter from the New York Times and has authored several thriller novels and a book on corporate financial filings. Hold Expert. on. Expert. Yeah, hold on. I was going to say, we've already <laughs> seen this on fucking Coast to Coast a million times. This right. is like, yeah, this is a guy who was a doctor, and he also wrote a book called Aliens in Your Butt. <laughs> like, what the it was fuck? self-published <laughs> in a New York Times bestseller because he bought 12 copies. Yeah. Um, all right. In 2019, Barrison authored the book Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mel- Mental Illness, and Violence, which argues that marijuana use contributes to psychotic disorders and violent crime. So, all right. Why did Joe Rogan allow him to be name dropped on his show? Because then? Joe Rogan, because Joe have, Rogan doesn't, doesn't know, know anything. Is, yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Didn't he, question it. Yeah. The name was a, he, an expert said it was an expert. I trust it. Uh, the book has been denounced as alarmist and inaccurate in the scientific and medical communities because of his claims that cannabis causes psychosis and violence. Many scientists state that he is drawing inappropriate conclusions from the research, primarily by inferring causation from correlation, as well as cherry-picking data that fits his narrative and falling victim to selection bias. He sounds like he was like 45 in in the 70s. Right. He is old. Because he he had to be like a dad of a kid that was about ready to smoke pot. You're not and by falling victim to selection bias via his use of anecdotes to back up his assertions. He sounds like the guy that Ken Copeland fucking named. Yeah. He, like, he we, be, we've already talked he, about and, this And character. honestly, we'll get into later the other shows he's guested on. It would not surprise me one bit if he ends up on Kenneth Copeland's yeah. show. Yeah. Or George Norris. Right. <laughs> like, for real. He may have been on Coast to Coast. Yeah, I need to he check. probably has <laughs> been. Early in uh, 2020, the COVID-19, I'm sorry, early in the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Berenson vocally argued that people in the media were overestimating the risk of the new virus, that it posed little risk to young Americans, and that it was being used f- as a cover for government overreach. <laughs> Many public health experts have rejected his claims. In May 2020, Fox News announced that Barrison would host a TV show called uh, COVID Contrarian on its online streaming platform, Fox Nation. However, by July 2020, amid surges in the coronavirus cases across parts of the United States, Fox News appeared to have backtracked and removed the announcement of his show from its website. 
In 2021, <laughs> Berenson tweeted that COVID-19 vac- vaccinations had led to 50 times more adverse effects than the flu vaccine. Politifact rated the claim mostly false. The Atlantic called him the pandemic's wrong or the pandemic's wrongest man. That's a great article. You should read that. Um, o- owing to his man. false claims of the vaccine's ineffectiveness. On August 28, 2021, Twitter permanently suspended Berenson for repeated violations of its policy on COVID-19. Oh misinformation it's weird that he and joe rogan don't have that information but i have it right here right um all right last uh, little paragraph on him on january 25th 2022 berenson uh, appeared on the fox news show tucker carlson uh, of tonight course. of course he did declaring that existing M- mrna vaccines are quote dangerous and ineffective against covid19 and further demanding that they be withdrawn from the market immediately i'm sure that'll happen there are so many names we're going to come across in this Jeez, episode man. of, of like, assholes from our Christmas past, like, essentially. I demand it. Okay. Right. First of and all, fuck Fox, right? Like, fuck Fox for 100%. even the COVID like, contrarian. All, you guys are just dicks. Like, yeah. and when he You're even just said, trying like, to hurt people. But like, at, at least they realized that it was such a bad idea they withdrew it. Yeah, <laughs> but the only reason they realized that is because this, this fucking Alex guy was going around saying, this vaccine, they're overblowing it. It's not going to be that big a deer deal. We're two years later into the fucking pandemic, yeah. and this guy is still being brought on to Fox News. You were wrong. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, why are we still listening to you? Yep. And why are you being dropped as a source on Joe Rogan, and he and, just accepts it and rolls and past it? for all of our Joe Rogan fans out there, because I'm sure that – I'm sure we don't have conservative fans. I'm sure we probably have some Joe Rogan fans that listen to the show. This is the problem. This is why we shit on Joe Rogan. Yeah. Because, like, dude, do enough. Like, you do – how do you walk into an interview blind? Like, how do you have somebody on your show with the intention of it being four hours and know fucking nothing well, about Well, also, them? and then have nothing. the gall within the first 30 seconds to be like, I've been following everything you write, like, and I don't see what the problem is. You obviously haven't been reading anything. Here's the thing. I've prepped enough episodes of multiple podcasts and just what I'm holding in my hand, the prep that you've done for this. This took a long time. Like, it took a long time to to go be like, who's that guy that he just mentioned? What did he do? And start pulling shit about him. And I'm sure you read multiple articles to make sure that shit lines up. Right. Like, because you because can't I'm just worried take about the getting first something word. wrong. What do you think Jamie does? But this he doesn't. all the interns. But yeah. Jamie but doesn't do that. Yeah, like, Jamie gets when... called out on the spot when Joe's like, Jamie, yeah, Google allegedly, that. allegedly, but... Do you think he sits there and writes a script before the show? Well, Probably. And I, I am pretty sure then that like, Joe is super shitty at following it. Right. Or hired the wrong he just, person. He allows his guests to just talk. Yeah. And like, that's the problem. And that's why for years we. I, he we, probably, well, he probably has like 20 argument. prompted questions written down in front of him that he didn't write himself. Yeah. But the problem is when you do that, you get guests who can claim this. And uh, whether you're in the camp that says I'm a liar and I didn't invent this technology despite the patents, and there's a whole cohort of that, no one can debate that dispute that I played a major role in the creation of this tech. And virtually all other voices that have that background have conflicts of interest, financial conflicts of interest. I think I'm the only one that doesn't. Remember that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just remember that for about an hour from now. All right. If you had patents, then you would have made some money off of it. Yeah, I love so you those can't like, claim that you had that your name was on the patents and that you don't have a financial interest. Exactly, you can't, you can't right? do that. Yeah, plus the ego it takes to be like everybody else sucks is at compromised. This. Also, <laughs> like, I'm the also, only one who, you can trust. Who yeah. calls? Who calls a bunch of patents cohorts? <laughs> yeah, 
like I don't know if he was referring to the people that not co-wrote only, the papers. Maybe probably, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's I, what I, I stopped short of going to the patent yeah, website but, and but looking up say, his patents. So also, when you say cohorts, that implies that there is more than one type of what you are talking about. So if it's yeah. a bunch of people that are denying him, it's a cohort. Well, and one. I will also say that <laughs> How can I read you be a so lot smart of, and so stupid at the same time. <laughs> I read a lot of articles. He is totally building a straw man with that point of like, if you're in the camp that says I didn't invent this technology. No one is saying that. What they're saying is that you're claiming you're the father and that there are a lot of other people that led to this. You're taking sole credit for what was a group effort because science is the a guy relay. That did nothing in the yeah. class project. Well, he and did got something, but yeah. like it's a relay race. It, you, the the short amount of time you ran doesn't matter if the other people didn't run. You have to have, right. you hand the baton off and they got to take off. Yeah, there's, that's how we get to a vaccine. Yeah, there's no. It would be like coming out in like today tomorrow whatever and and somebody some scientist going on tv and being like i'm the reason we've made all of i'm the reason we are where we are with hiv right no exactly yeah no there was a lot of shit that happened i think he'll even he brings up hiv later yeah like um the problem with joe rogan is when someone says that that should be the area you push back and be like well didn't other people contribute didn't you write those papers with other people yeah this is what joe rogan does hold on backs him up Uh, i'm i'm gonna play it but to to the point, Jim, earlier about, like, what does Jamie do? Jamie, like, while he may do show prep, and I'm sure that he does, you would have to, um, there's no pushback questions. And, like, so to, to combine those two those two ideas. That like, would mean that Joe would have to formulate a an, fucking an idea. Well, one brain cell yeah. that works. <laughs> on he the would fly. have to formulate an idea on the fly. On the fly. And, and that's not going to happen. Yeah. Th- because I, if he's going to try to debate somebody, I think the only person he tried to debate on the entire list of episodes that I heard any sort of pushback was the libertarian from New York. Uh, I forget his name, but he lost his... Um, his congressional run or whatever. Yeah. That's the only people he Joe was, would push back He was back the guy on. that had no plan because for public schools. That's the kind of guy Joe can steamroll. So, so that, yeah, yeah that, and that was the only question that Joe kept pushing on was, well, right. what are you going to do with the public schools? See, and he no, kept look, on having no answer. And that then guy, Joe just repeated the question. That guy just <laughs> that was claimed. His idea formulation. That guy question. just claimed, Robert Malone claimed that he was the only scientist that is not financially compromised in regards to the COVID vaccine that is ravaging the world, the, the, you know, the COVID yeah. virus. Every scientist in the world, he's the only one. And this is what Joe Rogan follows up with. This is how much he accepts this. How disturbing it is for someone who's not an academic like myself to watch people like you get silenced. And silenced in this platform. Yeah, you're silenced. You're on the biggest social media podcast. Where people are exchanging information. They're posting up studies. And you're, you're discussing different parts of this pandemic that are in the news and what what the issues may lie in and where your background and your expertise allows you to explain this in a way that maybe it's not being explained because of the the narrative that's being discussed in the mainstream news and to watch you get silenced first of all to watch you get ostracized i've i've seen that i've seen people distance themselves from you i've seen people call you a crazy person and criticize you but with no specific thing to point to it became like a tag they put on you like oh that guy like I, I i brought you up to someone and he goes oh that guy's crazy i go how so there was no answer hey great straw man joe yeah isn't that's i also, brought you up to somebody and they didn't have, have a total I have, response i have one thing to say about that clip when he said the word expertise it was expertise 
So what what we need to do now is we need to make a bunch of shirts, a bunch of t-shirts that say <laughs> that it just says expert on it. Expert. Yeah. All right, I'm done with that. That's cool. We can put them on Patreon. Go to pay, yeah, go yeah. to patreon.com slash American. So just like the only uh, I don't even know if we probably couldn't use his face. Was he if doing, we use this face he'd sue us. We can have someone draw his face. Was he was he kind of describing like how he feels he's treated? Like in that whole well, clip, also uh, like all, it felt to me like Joe Rogan was talking about Joe Rogan, right. the way he's treated. like he brought it up to his friend, like I'm having this person on. The guy's like, "Why are you having that person on? He's a horrible guest." He's like, "Why? So, like why?" And his dumbass friend was like, "I don't remember." He's like, "Ha, see, like that doesn't mean that that's an, that's so anecdotal. That's one person you talk to, and also it was probably that, his new neighbor in Texas. All that shows me is that I Joe know Rogan, the people that Joe Rogan talks to, well, and that's <laughs> that's very plausible, ding, and it means dick. Ding ding ding. <laughs> like, Joe, that all that tells me is Joe Rogan's friends are not discerning. Yeah, I don't need proof of that. It was, I know yeah, that. It was Brian Redband. I know that. There's like <laughs> fifteen hundred fucking episodes of that. Right. Like I get it. <laughs> But again, Joe Rogan is obsessed not with so much with the COVID denial, just why this guy got kicked off Twitter. He just that's the whole episode to him. That's that's insane. That's fuck Joe for that. Like right. that's dumb. Like it doesn't matter how bad your idea is. It seems like he's just be, or, he doesn't yeah, want to lose his eight million followers and he's like, What did you get kicked off for specifically? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that thing. Did Twitter warn you? No. Was there any tweets where they said that this no. is misleading? That's or so anything? bullshit. No. They put they warnings on it. Do you have any idea what the final tweet was or what, what the context was? I think I do. And there's no way to confirm it until the lawyers you know, do their lawyering. Mm -hmm. um, now, I did have in the case of when I was banned from LinkedIn. Remember, this happened. Um, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I was deplatformed from LinkedIn many months ago. You got kicked off LinkedIn? Yeah, what that, an asshole. Yeah, that's yeah. – you're just Dude, a dick. I've heard Facebook. I've heard Twitter bans. When you get kicked off of LinkedIn, you're being very unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I know people that try to do it for shits and gigs, but like that's – you, That's when you make a, 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 like a profile that says I'm a CEO of McDonald's and my name is like Ass McFartface. Like, <laughs> of course they're going to ban you. This guy has legitimate credentials and he got banned from LinkedIn. I'm sorry. He was harassing people. But like you guys know – like how many times I'm banned from Facebook more than I'm not. Cause I can't like, I can't handle, you know, I always talk about comment sections and like most of the time I'm not even allowed to comment in them because I get so mad and I go off on one fucking <laughs> right, dumb person, right. one Rogan listener. And that's why and I love this episode because so much of it has to do with, uh, with social media bans and you are a resident expert. Yeah, you know I'm, more than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, what exact, Facebook post was that got you kicked off. I've had no. so many. And now, here's the thing. When but I, I absolutely Jim, know which ones yes, they are. Yes, that's the point. Yeah, you, They tell you. like that. They absolutely do. And they give you the option. You know how many times, like, here's how bad I am at being just mad yeah, at right-wingers. They quote you and make you read it back to yourself. Yeah, like, and they make yeah, you say, like, are you, is this what you want to <laughs> say? Even, they'll even give you a warning. Like, Facebook now will even give you a warning. And, like, as soon as you press like submit or whatever the fuck it is like as soon as you hit enter send comment whatever um it'll be like hey that has a word that we flag you want to change that and then right. you can and if are you, you sure you want to do this yeah and <laughs> well, if you don't do it quick enough they'll be like hey and this the, is the this problem is, for with... me it's just like get the fuck out of here dude <laughs> like this but, this is 35 times for you but here's the thing joe has had enough segments kicked off of YouTube has had enough clips taken off of Twitter that he knows what gets banned because yeah. he has a hundred million followers. Yeah. Like 
literally yeah. like every episode. Yeah, I think it's 11 yeah, million people watch this, listen to an episode. When, is, when Twitter kicks it off, they tell him like, "This is the reason we're kicking this clip off." Yeah, his entire this is all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, like this 100 smoke and mirrors. Or like, it's they, a guy who doesn't like he just like Jamie read the emails. I'm you, not doing yeah, it. Yeah, you absolutely know. Even when we were putting the old podcast on YouTube, uh, we got bet, flagged for stuff. We got flagged of, for using songs we weren't I allowed bet at to the use. The end of right. every Chris single. Cornell. Yeah. The end of every single recording session after like Joe leaves and Jamie's locking up that he looks exactly like Ben Affleck did when he was sitting the there smoking, smoking a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Hate uh, my life. <laughs> yeah. It's just just ridiculous. There was actually two events of, of deplatforming in LinkedIn. And in both cases, I was able to get an explanation for what the um, specific crimes were, the thought crimes. And in, in the first one, it was a tweet, a, a LinkedIn posting, in which I pointed out that the chairman of the board of Thomson Reuters also sits on the board of Pfizer. And, and I simply wrote, um, is, does this look like a conflict of interest to you? Okay. And this gets to your core question about tech. It's not tech. It's, it's the horizontal integration across all major industries now under the control of common funds. All of these industries, the, the harmonization of the tech censorship, the interests of pharma, um, big media, etc., and governments, all being harmonized in their messaging globally. I mean, I travel a lot. Okay, I see the same, and I have physicians coming to me all the time about what they're experiencing. The same playbook is going on every continent. So it's a vast conspiracy involving the government, the pharma industry, just, every newspaper organization, the literal, every scientist. Like, he's the most long-winded motherfucker that... Thought crimes. Fucking, yeah. we're getting into ripping off Orwell here. So um, uh, we're going to get into more of what he actually got banned for. The things he was actually saying, because despite the fact that Robert Malone will tell you, I give you the facts and let you make up your mind, he doesn't tell you what he was actually saying, which is weird because he had no problem saying it on Twitter right? to get himself kicked off. But he won't repeat it now because he knows that he's trying to soft shoe and sell this idea to people who aren't committed yet. Yeah, because if he said it now, it would be easy for me it's to— It's given the game up. Yeah. And we will notice I would this. hear it and be like, well, that's a jackass thing Once we say. finish with Joe Rogan, we're going to go to Steve Bannon's podcast, and we're going to see what he was saying just a month before, and we're going to see a total shift in tone. But until then, I want to get into more of what Robert Malone has actually said that got him banned and the harm he has done. Jim, do you want to read uh, the Washington Post? It's, um, it's titled, A Vaccine Scientist Discredited Claims Have Bolstered a Movement of Misinformation from January 24th. Yeah, so while skeptical of the shots, Malone told the AP in August that he has never stated that coronavirus vaccines should not be administered. His comments have shifted against vaccines more in recent months. Malone argued Sunday that the Omicron variant is destroying the approved narrative that the vaccines are safe and effective. Ignoring last week's CDC notice that vaccine boosters were preventing serious illness from the Omicron variant of the coronavirus, which causes the disease COVID-19. He also discouraged people from getting vaccinated and pushed, and pushed instead for natural immunity. Okay, uh, yeah. Why, why, do we, why do we need the caveat which causes COVID nineteen? Right. We know. We yeah. <laughs> this is because he's just selling bullshit to people who don't know any better, and he has just enough of an actual background to sound smart, mm-hmm. and he has a pleasant voice. If you weren't paying close attention or googling every name he said, you wouldn't know. Right. You would just think a doctor is telling me something I don't know. 
Well, and that's where his, like... That's how he's able to scam people. Well, and that's where Rogan fanboys get off being like, well, did you hear Malone? He knows the word systolic. He knows the word whatever. (laughs) I don't know that word. Yeah, exactly. That's where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Using a $4 words and they'll believe you. (laughs) It didn't stop there. A Canadian study suggesting a high rate of heart inflammation after people were given coronavirus vaccines was retracted by the study's authors in September because of a significant mathematical error. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation reported. Oh, I paused too long. That was supposed to like say like <laughs> right, yes, right, they right, were, yeah. yeah they <laughs> reported. <laughs> Despite the major inaccuracy, screenshots of the preprint study spread among the anti-vaccine community. Among those who shared it was Malone, who got a huge response to the tweet but did not take it down, even though many noted that the study had been retracted. Like so, a true so, scientist. So this is like almost the same as like where the whole like anti-vax movement got started back from saying that you know it, it caused, caused autism. autism and, and it's a retracted paper that people just keep on believing. literally yep. three clips from now i cut it out but he he mentioned the name and i went and google it it's the guy who authored that original study that has oh since been retracted God. he name drops him and i it, there's too much crazy i just had to cut it out but yeah. like i don't want to go down that that far the i rabbit used to hole. know his name um, I, I don't care enough anymore. Yeah, I, I don't want to learn it because he's such a dickhead. Isn't that sad with, like, just from, like, the uh, so behind the forbidden door kind of deal, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, when you're edit or when you're prepping an episode and, like, or editing an episode or, like, whatever you're doing, whatever your process is, probably a little different than mine, don't you get sad when you have, like, all of this content and you're like, I can't use all of this. Right. Because we will literally have an eight-and-a-half-hour episode. Well, and I don't want to be like <laughs> Joe Rogan. I don't want to be on episode. Episode 1757. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, this is uh, uh, the last little like paragraph and a half. Uh, uh, this is so important to realize how full of shit this doctor is. Yeah. So in November, Malone shared his deceptive video to his Twitter followers, followers that falsely linked athlete deaths to coronavirus shots. The video suggested that the coronavirus vaccination killed Jake West, a 17-year-old Indiana high school football player who died of a sudden cardiac arrest. But the vaccine played no role in West's West death. The teen died of an undiagnosed heart condition in 2013. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn. The same year that Hugo Chavez de- died. There is something about the right in the year 2013. <laughs> They're obsessed that something went down. I don't know. Well, like, no, what like, the fuck is that? It like, was the year after the world actually ended. a whole ended. nine years ago. Right, and if you want to go ahead and read the little follow-up of how he reacted to this video. Malone tweeted the video with three words about vaccination. Safe and effective, question mark. He deleted the tweet about the same time he received a cease and desist letter from West's family, according to the AP, and Seems later noted right. that to his followers that he didn't know the video had been doctored. But he didn't care enough to <laughs> it's, it's the Seth Rich thing. The guy had been dead fucking a, almost a decade before COVID started, and he was willing to like because it fit his narrative. It fit his narrative the vaccine is ineffective yeah. because I wasn't involved in making it. It makes me so mad. Like like it's one thing to it's one thing to get the wrong information, and I think that when you do get the wrong information, they it sucks. They, they, we all do. Yeah, I've done it before. We you only put out twenty five episodes a year. I know we've gotten stuff wrong, and I know that we've made corrections too, right? In, in subsequent episodes, because like you feel obligated so, like, to do your and fucking I feel job. Bad. This yeah. guy got his news from a fucking YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> it's even worse. Like we'll find out later. Vaccine science. Right. A lot of the, it's like the Daily Pundit. It's these right wing, almost white supremacist websites that he is just. Because that's where he's making his money. When a fucking doctor gets sucked into pandemic, like, 
on a societal level, like we've got a fucking problem. <laughs> like Zuckerberg, fuck you, man. It's like because this yep. is how it happens. So um, we're gonna let Malone go on. He he has gotten Joe Rogan away from how he got banned from Twitter by talking talking about how he got banned from LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> okay, but getting back to LinkedIn, so this is this is the first event, and Steve Kirsch intervened, called up a vice president of LinkedIn. And, and Steve Kirsch is a tech guy, right? Yeah, he is. He's a Silicon Valley entrepreneur um, who you may or may not recall that I was on the Brett Weinstein Dark Horse podcast with Steve that kind of lit this whole fire up months and months ago. That's right. Okay, that's where I first saw him. Yeah, okay. so so he he has great network connections in Silicon Valley. He invented the optical mouse. Um, and so he he called this vice president of LinkedIn the guy looked into it. Meanwhile, um, people started dropping off of LinkedIn in protest. And there was major press articles all over the world. And then they reinstated me, and I actually got a very kind letter. I, this is unprecedented, a personal letter from this vice president apologizing and saying, and saying specifically that they didn't have the talent to fact check me. And uh, then, therefore, they were going to let me go. Now, then... Subsequently, I got dropped again. Three words. Is this a conflict of interest? Right. Like, we have to pause that in the middle because, like, that is so stupid. Like, they don't have the talent to fact check me. Fact check three words that don't have any context? LinkedIn, he will say in a minute, I don't know if it's even true or not. I didn't look into it. He believes that LinkedIn is owned by Google. It very well may be. Either way, LinkedIn or Google, they have the fucking money to fact check one scientist. I guarantee you they do. They have more money than God. <laughs> they do have that is more a, than God. That is such a but big But God was ego. a socialist. So Can you imagine the ego to claim out. that, like, I got a letter and they said they don't even have enough money to fact check my facts. I'm so good. Fuck you. Like, yeah. the fact that Joe Rogan doesn't laugh openly in his face at that. And the, this clip, I know, it, and, like, I know we, we haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but, like, so far it makes me really mad at Rogan. Like, my biggest issue with Rogan is when he's not talking, which is always... Right. Like it's your show, dude. Say something. And you're a Ask comedian. a fucking goddamn question. <laughs> yeah, you're a comedian. You're not even. You're just asking questions. Ask the silly questions. Here's here's my thing. I don't know shit about the shit that we're talking about, but like, I'm sensible enough to be like, hey, you're, you're what? saying false flags, right? Or red flags? <laughs> yeah. You're like everywhere. Like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Enough to be able to like, and like I'm sure you didn't know much about this topic exactly. either. But we have a fucking ten page packet right I, here I that have we're going through to right Google, now, which apparently owns LinkedIn. Ah, oh, Jesus! <laughs> and a phone call was made, and they got put on. In that case, the sin was that some one of their fact checkers, because remember this is Microsoft, one of their fact checkers had identified the Atlantic Monthly article attack article that was written about me and concluded that I was an anti-vaxxer and therefore I should not be allowed on LinkedIn. Now the context for that that's fascinating is that Atlantic Monthly attack article that is often cited by my detractors. And it's a fascinating read. Um, we could go down that rabbit hole, but no reason. No um, reason. No reason. It was written no, a few fuck. days after Peter Navarro and I came out with an op-ed in the Washington Times in which we criticized the Biden policy on vaccines and said that they should be reserved for those that need them most and not used universally. So that's his claim about what him and Peter Navarro wrote. We'll get to that well, in see, a little bit. see, here's the thing. We have enough of them that everybody can get one. Right. 
Otherwise, and it wouldn't have been opened up for everybody. Also, him talking. Do you remember about- that thing back in like you know January of 2021 where they're like, you know, only this tier of like immunocompromised individuals can get the vaccine because they didn't right. have that many. Rogan has a goddamn responsibility as like the biggest fucking guy on a guy any who has platform. 11 million viewers and like episode like episodically. Why, when you have a guest who says the words, well. We could go into this rabbit hole, but we don't need to. No need. Jedi wave of the hand. No. <laughs> fucking, this is an infinitely long show. Like, there's no time limit on this show. This could be fucking two hours. Right. It could be five he hours. Not. He routinely cuts guests off when it's been like four and a half hours. Do right. the fucking ask the question. No, let's go down that rabbit hole. Like, I'm not going to say shit anyway. Like, we're in the first wait. ten minutes here. Right, and we uh, honestly, we won't make it out of the first half hour, 45 minutes, because he crams so much bullshit that Joe Rogan does not, doesn't even have Jamie Google. How long Brand, was this episode? Uh, four, three and a half, four hours. Oh and we're going to go through God. maybe 45 <laughs> minutes. Brandon, I want you, we're, I pulled the Atlantic article. It is a fascinating read. Um, <sighs> and of course he doesn't want to get into it, because it sounds really bad. All right, so it, the Atlantic. Uh, vaccine scientists spreading mis, or stress, spe, spreading Vaccine misinformation, August 12th, 2021. So without all the, like, pauses and uh, uh, sounds, sound effects that I made, like, that's the headline. Um, (laughs) One target of Malone's ire, the biochemist Catalin uh, Carrico, has been featured in multiple news stories as an mRNA vaccine pioneer. CNN called her work the basis of COVID of the COVID-19 vaccine, while a New York Times headline said that she helped shield the world from the coronavirus. None of these stories mentioned Malone. Quote, I've been writing, I've been written out of the history, he has said. It's about, it's all about Katie. Carrico shared with me an email that Malone sent to her in June, accusing her of feeding reporters bogus information and inflating her own accomplishments. This quote, this is not going to end well, Malone Malone's message says. That seems like a threat. Kind of. A little bit. Somebody once asked Katie out and is now mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right? That's exactly I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's the, the yeah. fucking feeling I get. That or they like they went they were in like the same class, the same grade, and, and right. she progressed faster than him. Or she's a better never... speaker and like they don't like the fact she, that he has to cough so yeah, much. She, and, like, she won valedictorian. She when won he didn't. science fair. Right. He didn't. God. Yeah. Um, so Carrico replied that she hadn't told anyone that she is the inventor of the of mRNA vaccines and that, quote, many, many scientists contributed to their success. In any case, it's clear enough that Malone isn't singularly responsible for M- mRNA vaccines. The process of achieving major scientific advancements tends to be more cumulative and complex than the apple-to-the-head stories we usually tell. But this much... Uh, but this much can be said for sure. Malone was involved in the groundbreaking work related to mRNA vaccines before it was cool or profitable. And he and others who believed the believed in the potential of RNA-based vaccines in the 1980s turned out to be world-savingly correct. And I think that's so where... So I want to know what happened to him. Like, I think where, the problem at is... At what point was he booted off the train? I think the problem is he, ha- he believed in it in the 80s, right? He believed this could be life-saving. It now was it like it a, wasn't profitable. He it left. wasn't profitable. It wasn't because well, someone. Yeah, that's the fact. Someone but. around the turn of the century figured out how to make the body not attack the 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 vaccine. Right, what yeah. you put into them that made it actually doable. Before I, then, it was just an idea. I think you just hit it. 
That and now good. he is fucking upset that he did not profit off the thing yeah. that legitimately. So he, it's like this is someone, the guy that sold his bit or like used the, his Bitcoin to buy a pizza. Yep, a pizza. Yes. <laughs> yep. He's like Alex Jones without the Coke rage. And uh, because like Alex Jones is very similar in the sense that like Alex Jones could have been QAnon. Right. QAnon blew the fuck up. If that he just that could have been Alex Jones. Positioned himself a little differently. This guy, this he, what, what really pisses him off? Robert Malone should be Fauci. Yeah. There is a world where yep. he got to be Fauci, and we will see later on he holds a grudge against Anthony Fauci like a fucking sure – he's he the biggest just, hard just on. Just like the other doctor, the pandemic doctor? Yes. Yeah, um, that's what that's, – the whole time we I was reading that, now, I, that's what I was thinking. We have covered, just... we've covered so much ground with Robert Malone already, and you would think Joe Rogan would have some of these questions, but he doesn't because you know what? I mean, times are tough, I'm, man. I'm just times high, man. <laughs> I'm just high. So informed consent is not only not happening – it's being actively blocked. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and it's unprecedented. <coughs> I mean, I, I can't recall a time ever where people weren't able to discuss the side effects of medication, what? whether or not the studies are accurate, you whether or not people should universally take these things, or whether it should be done on a person-by-person basis. This is a, It's a very strange time. And so He's been when using that someone who's an expert like yourself has... A dissenting opinion, and you see that dissenting opinion immediately silenced, or si- or at least immediately criticized, and then these attempts at silencing, it it just it just signifies how confusing and how troubled the times we're in are. They were the best of times. They were the worst of times. He like, is a hundred million. <laughs> he's a hundred millionaire on the biggest fucking platform in the country in this era. Strange times. Talking about being silenced, man. It's right? rough. It's hard. It's like Robert pe- Malone. People that are yeah. wrong and they just don't want to admit that they're wrong or they just want to keep doubling down, they're like, they're just trying to silence my dissension. Like, no, you're just straight up wrong. Yeah, you're also, stupid and you're getting people hurt, horseworm joke. What are you talking uh, yeah, about? That, they're it, silencing you. You had zero followers until the coronavirus and then you ballooned to 200,000 because you spread misinformation. You didn't have followers until COVID. Right. They're not silencing you. You were trying to profit off a tragedy. Yeah, no, That's what was nobody happening. Nobody knew who he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, informed consent is not a thing anymore. Like, of course it is. Dude, I have my, – my informed consent process at my work is so long, it's not even funny. Like, it take it, it's like reading a children's book to a child. Like, it's that long. Like, right. it, it takes you that long if, to get if, through if it. If the cops like, it's, never... And it's not that it's like a children's book, like, in content-wise, but it's just, like – it's lengthy. That many pages. It's not right? like one sheet of paper. Like it's not like a waiver you sign to play laser tag. This makes right. me mad at people like John Stewart. Like all of the side effects are in their ad nauseum. This makes me mad at people yeah. like John Stewart who are like, "No, Joe Rogan's good for the culture. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He allows people to come on because there was a time he's going that he was. to get clicks. He's there going was a time to get listens. Like pre-Trump, be- because there was a time before." Uh, shady people realized they could use his platform to sell their shit to millions of people. Yeah, yeah. I so agree like with pre, you. The first five years, no one gave a shit. Pre Gavin, pre pre Gavin, pre Milo, and before pre, Ben never was on his show. Right. Pre, before COVID, and then you yeah. can even go well, and find hosts that like. That, but yeah. yeah, I would argue go and listen to the Dan Carlin episode. There's nothing really objectionable like, about that. Yeah. Because had, like he's the, had the, the likes the, of Lawrence Krauss. Doesn't have an objective. Yeah, sorry. Like, he he's like he's had the likes of Lawrence Krauss. On his podcast, who are great uh, theoretical physicists, 
which is why I used to love his podcast because like those type of guests out like severely outweighed the type of guest he has on now. The conspiracy theorists, yeah. which were always funny, like in the way that like but Joe Rogan, Coast Coast Joe Rogan found that he could be profitable by getting the fringe people. He was already conspir- profitable. He just wanted more. Well, yeah. and I will argue that that whole thing where like he claims that like I followed your tweets, I fo- I read everything, but then he doesn't know anybody he brings up. But then when he's like, "Oh, I was on, uh, I was on Dark Horse," Rogan's like, "Oh, I saw Dark Horse. Also, That's why I booked you because well, you were he, on the he other right wing." Because he's friends with uh, the, uh, the fucking Brett, the, Wine, Brett, Brett Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. He's, also, he's friends with him and his brother. He, yeah. How can you sit here in the beginning of the episode as Rogan and be like, "I followed all of your tweets," and then be like, "Why'd you get kicked off? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> did they give you any warning?" Well, let's right? see. What was the last couple of tweets that he tweeted, Joe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You follow all of his tweets, right? You fucking moron. They're screenshotted and all over like alternative platforms. But we're gonna go back to Malone blowing himself live on air. Um, he, he, you know, he discovered the cure for COVID really early on, man, and self-treated. Uh, I'm the one that originally discovered famotidine as an agent um, because I was self-treating myself after I got infected with agents that we'd ad- identified through the computer modeling. So February of 2020, you get infected. And how bad is your case? Bad. I thought I was going to die. You got to remember, I was up up, up on all the latest information from China and everywhere else. I knew all about this virus. I knew, you know, I've been watching the videos of people dropping in the street. My lungs were burning until I took famotidine and that relieved that. And what is famotidine? It's otherwise known as Pepsi. Okay, real quick. I know that because I have to take it for my stomach. If your lungs are burning and you take an antacid and your lungs don't burn, your lungs weren't burning. You had heartburn. You dumb motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You had COVID, but you also had heartburn. Yes. How is that? And like Joe is like. Probably because he wasn't drinking enough water or he was dehydrated from having a fever all the time. Also, let me say something that's completely unfair to you because it's not fair for me to say, oh, no, he didn't have COVID bad. But I do find it extremely convenient that there's a guy on here that's like, vaccines don't work. This is like. He's taking both of them. And, he'll, there, and he claims they cause side effects. There are plenty of drugs out there that have off-label uses for, like, uh, COVID treatment. Right. Like, remdesivir is one of them. Right. We we had a patient that caught COVID not too long ago, and, like, one of the first drugs given was remdesivir. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a freaking cure. Right. Like, dude's still sucking. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. like, it's... Blows my mind how they still believe these things. It right. just to Pe- me, Pepsid. To me, it, it's very like he I discovered I, fucking antacid. He's a, a Pepto Bismol guy now. Yes, that's <laughs> they, been around. They literally like they literally will take anything as long as it's not the fucking vaccine. Yeah, like right. I will yes. literally take well, anything like under Joe, the fucking. What Joe counter. Rogan's cocktail was like monoclonal antibodies were in there. Okay, cool. Right. You know what you would have already had well, if you would have just taken the vaccine. Yeah, and we got monoclonal antibodies. We got to keep this in perspective of when he was saying it when he discovered quote unquote Pepsid. There was no vaccine. So he was discovering something that you could give before that would alleviate symptoms. That was potentially worth money. It would be worth jack shit when the vaccine came around, right? Please tell me he has ties to fucking Pepsi. He doesn't, but okay. <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> like big Pepsi? Yeah, big Pepsi. He's on the board of Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh God! Just sitting on Rogan's podcast, <laughs> fucking where he's he knows he's not gonna get checked, yelling about everybody else's conflicts of interest. Um. So this is from the AP News. Uh, Pepsi as a virus remedy. Trump administration's twenty-one million gamble fizzled from July twenty-third, twenty twenty. So a couple months before the election, Trump is still in office. So Trump coronavirus raging. <laughs> This is right when Trump started uh, actually believing that it was real and throwing money at it. But unfortunately, a lot of the people who got money were cronies who believed that what he believed was true. So to quote the AP article, <clears throat> there was no published data or studies to suggest that formaldehyde, formaldehyde, an active ingredient in Pepsid, would be effective against the novel coronavirus. But that did not stop the Trump administration from granting a $21 million emergency contract to researchers trying, trying it out on ailing patients. Food and Drug Administration gave wait, the clinical wait, trial wait, speedy wait, approval, even if the top agency official warned that the proposed daily injections of high doses of famotidine to already sick patients push safety to the limits. Why would you give famotidine $21 million? It's been around forever. Yeah. The Pepsi project was underscored by what critics described as the Trump administration's casual disregard for science and anti-corruption rules that are meant to guard against taxpayer dollars going to political cronies or to fund projects that aren't rigorously designed. That is the problem. There was no basis for to believe that fucking well, over-the-counter I mean, Pepsi would help that's just with Trump's, the coronavirus. That's Trump's wheelhouse. Right. Nobody thought Trump University was going to work, but he put a bunch of money into it anyway. Right. It's, uh, it's so frustrating. As long as, like, for me, all of that stuff is as long as his buddies make money, right? Like, and that's who was making money. And, and I don't even know. I might have cut the clip, but at one point... Malone talks about how the person who turned him on to these things was the person who personally called Trump and told him about hydroxychloroquine. Like, it's all connected. The people that pitched it to Trump are the ones profiting off it. And and you're just openly admitting it because you're on a show where nobody's going to fucking ask questions about that. Nobody's going to be like, hey, wait, what? Hold on. What what the fuck? (laughs) Back up for a minute. Yeah, oh my God. So, do you remember... About 30 minutes ago when he said that everyone has is profiting but him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not exactly true. Oh, but it's not Pepsi. Bummer. So just to on this tangent since I've said it, um, I've got some good news to announce. Um, first time here. Uh, today, we believe we should have the first patient enrolled in our clinical trials of the combination of famotidine and celecoxib for treating SARS-CoV-2. This is uh, trials being run by the company Lidos, which is one of my clients, that I've helped design. It's based on my discoveries. They're funded by Defense Threat Reduction Agency. So this is another drug combination. Now, I work with all these folks like Peter and Pierre um, that I know you know. Peter McCollum, yeah. Pierre Those Corey. are the same names uh, in different languages. But I haven't pushed this <laughs> drug combination. I just felt it was inappropriate until we got the trials running. Um, but they're now open. And we passed through the FDA screening process. By the way, we tried to get, we had data showing that adding ivermectin further improved the combination. You like that, don't you, horse? But the Joe. FDA created such enormous <laughs> roadblocks to us doing an ivermectin arm that we had to drop it. And by we, what I'm saying is the FDA created so much grief that the DOD decided it, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> That's what like every woman that he's Look, ever talked to. You're supposed to the squeeze, dude. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, the DOD was yeah, not looking yeah. into that. 
Right. He just made that shit up. The DOD was absolutely not no. looking into that. No, oh my god. Like, he said, we got an FDA approval for a clinical trial. Like, no, you did not. Not no. with some crap like Pepsid. Okay, if it's uh. a grand conspiracy, why is the FDA even allowing him to c- conduct a trial? If the whole thing is a conspiracy to shut him down, why would they do that? Yeah, that's an unanswered question, isn't it, right. Frank? That's, that's, I, Glad you asked it. I guarantee I was you he didn't get known, any funding. If I was someone who was known for just asking questions, that might be a question that would pop into <laughs> yeah, my head. No fucking shit. Do you, uh, do you have the drugs listed? Um. Oh, the dr- we'll talk about the drugs. He's it was uh, pimpin- and what? Fomodidine, uh I can't remember the other one. We will get to it in a second because he will mention eventually the group that he fronts. But yeah, the gall of him to say that everyone else is financially invested, but he has a grant coming in to study this thing that would... Boy, if and if now the, we're into the grift. If the vaccine <laughs> yep, wasn't one hundred percent, if the vaccine wasn't good for you, boy, would my clinical trial be important? And all the money I'm getting for my grant, wouldn't that be the case? He has the like world's smallest micro penis, right? Yes, <laughs> like he has to because like the only way you based get on off, my ex, based on my discovery, based, <laughs> based on my on, clinical my trial, sources, a guy told me a company that works for me. Yeah, um. Like that's the only way you get away with with that level of like narcissism, e- narcissism, egotism. E- e- yeah. yeah, it's fucking. It's just I, I, I. What I did, what I did. Like this, my people. Like it's uh, just fucking my dick gross. is so big I can suck it without bending over. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Yep. Why do you think that is? What do you think is going on with the 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 pushback on ivermectin? This is the only question. So it's not just ivermectin; it's hydroxychloroquine. And just to put a marker on that. There's good modeling studies that probably half a million excess deaths have happened in the United States through the intentional blockade of early treatment by the U.S. government. That half is a, a million. Half a million. That is a well-documented number. So he says it's well-documented, right? I spent fucking more time trying to track this down than I did anything else he talked about. He led you into the weeds. Uh, yep. And he'll say it again <laughs> before the episode's over. I cannot figure out what the closest I can come typing those keywords into Google is that on June 30th, 2020, which is before this interview happened, the the WHO reported over 10 million COVID-19 cases worldwide with over half a million deaths. The only thing I can think is that he is saying that every death at that point that happened because of COVID was preventable if they would have given ivermectin. They weren't even the, talking about ivermectin in 2020. No, I don't know. Not at all. I, and that's what I don't get. Like, until he actually I mean, says, that may be the, the line he's trying and to draw. I might be, it's bullshit. It I doesn't exist. I might be completely off base. But when he I says- I didn't learn about ivermectin until that asshat from Kentucky said it on the town hall. Right. Now, I might be completely off base, but he never specifies this well-documented source because- So I just had to guess. So fuck him. That's the best I can do until he actually gives me some source. Well, and again, sorry. Like, I know I'm harping on it, and we're going to fucking rate both people at the end of the show. But, like, fuck Joe. Like, these are questions he should be asking. Right. That's the moment where this you go, Jamie, Google that. That's literally the only fucking thing they, they say. They paid you $100 million. <laughs> Take some pride in your work. This might be the most I've ever seen someone try to play the victim in my life. And I know that's a high bar to set with the amount of white victimhood that goes I mean, on in Trump, the show. Trump was a president. But <laughs> like, to get, just listen to this. Now, when you ask me why, you're asking me to get into somebody's head. What I can say as a scientist is what I observe. Um, the behaviors, the actions, the correspondence, these bizarre things like, uh, you know, don't you know it's a horse drug, y'all? 
right, which is amazingly yeah. pejorative. I live in Virginia, okay? I can tell you the people around me. I live in a rural county, and I raise horses. Um, that was deeply offensive. What the um, To fuck? use that language in that way. Get out of here, dude. Get out of here. That's deeply How offensive. That's so offensive. That's exactly what it is. Now it has some use. Because in we fuck horses in Virginia. Very... <laughs> <laughs> it, Those are it, our lady friends. It has some human uses and it's but it's it's rare. Dear gentlemen. It's very rare that it's ever needed. So when he said that he was deeply offended by that kind of language, do you know the amount of restraint it took me not to put in the clip right here of eight minutes straight of Joe Rogan saying the N-word? Oh, you want yeah. to be offended? How dare you say that on this fucking show? Yeah. You were offended by someone making a horse joke? All I can hear is that Robert Malone has a lot of friends that are horses, so he's allowed to say that kind of it's stuff. It's part of the micropenis problem. Right. <laughs> like, he can't find a, a, a human lady. <laughs> Allegedly. A friend of a friend told me. That, to me, was so bizarre. And that Joe Rogan doesn't be like... like I'm not a comedian. I laugh so hard at that. That is like SNL could not write a better skit than that. I was offended by them making horse jokes. What the fuck? The anti-PC police people were offended by a horse joke? Well, isn't that the whole irony of Joe being so pissed off about it? Like Joe being mad at CNN? It's like, dude, wait, what? Aren't you trying to fucking Eminem or something like right now? Like, are what? Uh, I just we don't, we're I not going to take it. you Why? seriously when you talk about real stuff if you get mad at people making jokes about horses. That's because we're all hypocrites and like we're guilty of it too. E- even us in this room, but like, but you we know, didn't get paid a hundred million dollars. No, we we don't. We so, might be a little more introspective if we yeah. had that much money. Yeah, yeah, fucking. If we had even, I would say a million dollars, we would have multiple fact checkers for the show. Oh, right. Ab- yeah, one hundred percent. Like, 100%. And the show would be seven hours because we'd be Googling everything. We would not write this show anymore. <laughs> I would pay somebody else to write this show. Like, And they would have a degree. Because yeah. it takes a while. <laughs> like, it's hard to prep an episode. Um, yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah. So we're going to let uh, Robert Mullen. The next couple of clips are all about ivermectin because he really goes into the, the, the classics of COVID denialism. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, anything but the vaccine we developed in record time. There is clearly a concerted effort on the part of multiple players in the pharmaceutical industry in concordance with the federal government to kill ivermectin as a potential alternative early treatment strategy. And if you're going to follow the money, the problem is there's not a lot in ivermectin because it is a generic drug and any compound pharmacy can make it and it's fairly cheap. It's fairly cheap because it's easy to make. And, you know, we you can get ivermectin. at, you know, at in bulk at less than a penny a dose. Okay. That's, I don't understand. Where's the correlation yeah. between that? They're just saying words. They're just yeah. saying buzzwords that the audience wants to hear. Because they're like, hey, they're the not pushing this medicine. He, this medicine is also cheap. They can't make I.e., that's the reason they're not pushing this medicine is because they can't make money. You have no proof of that. That's just a wild thing you made up in your mind. Now I'm just, it might now be I'm true. Just curious. Prove did, it, though. Did any one of us pay money for uh, the, the vaccine? Shot? No. no. So where's the no, money, Lebowski? I, there is money going. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there is money in government grants to study it, but take like a free vaccine, or I can go to farm and home and pay five bucks right. for a jar of ivermectin. Yeah, the people who got a lot of that vaccine money from the government were Pfizer and Moderna. They have spent hundreds of millions throughout decades in the search for like better drugs. Yeah, it makes sense that they would get those grants. 
I also I think, understand. I think it's weird too because this whole like anti-vax, like the people that are listening to this and and buying into it, have like we agree. Like those of us on this side of Joe Rogan that that don't like that this is allowed to fucking happen, what? um, agree that big pharma's bad, but it also serves its purpose. And let right. me also exactly. tell you, how, like, let let me tell you about how clinical trials work here. Since we're going to go into Please expertise. do. This is why I was excited <laughs> to talk to you about this, because you have some knowledge of this. In order to get a clinical trial approved, you have to first guarantee that it is, or not guarantee, but have some level of guarantee that there is only the smallest of chances that it's going to do more harm than good. So if you're yeah. going to be like, well, let's try to see if Pepsid and Horseworm... <laughs> D- or horse deworm right. works, works better than monoclonal antibodies. No, that's not how this works. Like if I were to, ha- like if somebody were to try to write a clinical trial for for cancer and their thing they want to test is like, does Hershey Hershey Kisses and and chocolate peanut butter do better than methotrexate? They're gonna be like, fuck off. Yeah, it's <laughs> like spending money on you. Right. There will be an outcome to that study, but it's an outcome but, we already know. But the, like, fuck, the most yeah. important part of that is that it's not going to do the patient any good whatsoever. Well, it's going to actually harm them and because it's a lack of treatment. That's exactly right. The way I think about it is that it's about getting a warrant. You have to go to a judge and show that there is some evidence that what you're doing is going to have a result. Right? Right. You can't just go up and be like, I think they have drugs in their house. You have to be like, well, I, I, we observed this. We have a wiretap. We have this evidence. It's the same thing with a, a clinical trial. You have to go up to them and be like, we believe it because of this, this, and this. Yeah, you know? it worked in a Petri dish. It worked in mice. It worked in a small sample, like an anecdotal study from a country yeah. that doesn't have as rigid the, of rules. The lethal whatever. dose 50 is like, you know, this really small amount. But, yeah, and then <laughs> the, millions the, and millions and millions and millions of people tried it out for the last three fucking years. Yeah, and right. like. You're, you're, they, like, the, the anti-vax crowd likes to tout, like, oh, it wasn't tested. I'm testing it now. <laughs> like, it's fucking fine. Millions of people are. It's the world's probably largest study of a vaccine ever in real time. Uh, and it's it's yielding really impressive and again, results. And again, to the point, like, these guys like that. safety hey, and efficacy got they like, tested for a long time before right. we got it. Though. They they like to play the whole scare thing of, like, well, can you trust Moderna? Can you trust Pfizer? Right. I agree with you. They and fuck us over. I, like, I can tell you who I didn't trust was Johnson and Johnson. Right, right, yeah. Because you know their then, talcum like... powder gave kids ass cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with Robert Malone is then like, besides anecdotal evidence, he's got to come up with like a place that ivermectin actually worked. Right, that's hard because there's not been a place, but he's gonna try to make it seem like there was. Uttar Pradesh, as you know, has crushed COVID. Yeah, to, to explain what they did to do that because it's kind of fascinating. It's it's not clear um, what are the drugs. So what they did do, what we do know, and there there's some backstory to this that we could go into if you want to. But the observation is there was a decision made. The virus was just ripping through Uttar Pradesh. It has almost the same population as the United States. It's huge, okay? Um, dense, urban, poor, all the characteristics of the stereotypes of the Indian countryside. Um, and uh, the virus was just ripping through there and causing all kinds of death and disease. And the decision was made out of desperation in that province to deploy early treatments as packages widely throughout the province. And it included a number of agents 
the composition has not been formally disclosed. It was done in coordination with with, um, WHO, and whatever was in those packages um, was rumored to include ivermectin, um, but there was a specific visit of Biden to Modi, and um, a decision was made in the Indian government not to disclose the contents of those packages that were being deployed in Uttar Pradesh, which they're still there. And Uttar Pradesh is flatlined right now. The rest of the world is yelling about Omicron and and, and hospitalizations. Well, South Africa isn't. But uh, Uttar Pradesh is still flatlined in terms of deaths. So they were visited by someone in the Biden administration? Right. No, there's a meeting between Joe Biden and, and um, Modi. And you and believe that the, out of that meeting all they decided... I know I don't know what they said. I didn't wasn't invited. All right. I know is that immediately afterwards, there was a decision not to disclose the contents of what was being deployed in Uttar Pradesh. It's so crazy to imagine that in the middle of a pandemic, there's one place, uh, one area of India that's extremely successful in combating the virus, and they're not going to say how they did it. I mean, that's that's nuts. That's I, you know, so that's that's where I kind of my stance in all of this is to say, here are the facts. Here are the verifiable data. Draw your own conclusion. Okay. No, you oh, didn't God show any it. facts or verifiable you just, data. Thank you. Thank you. You, you yes. just sent me into such the opposite emotion that I had the whole recording. You, like that, What you said made me go in my head, okay, where's the facts? <laughs> <laughs> right. I oh my need God. context. I need facts. We're going to get into a whole bunch of facts right here. Rogan, could, this is the last Rogan clip, by the way. Rogan could replace... George Nori. Yes, with like, how little... Like, not even this fucking oh, doctor. Little person. pushback he does. 100%. 100%. Rogan is just a springboard for whatever idea his yeah. guests bring to him. Absolutely. That's all he does now. Yep. So we're going to read this a little bit about Uttar Pradesh, which is in India. This is from the Toronto Star. Uh, headline is, uh, fact check. No, ivermectin didn't cure COVID-19 in Japan or India from January 28th, 2022. In the article, they quote an article... From the Gateway Pundit. That's how they start. Oh, Jesus. Are you familiar with the this Gateway is, Pundit? Yes, and this is where Robert okay. Malone is getting his, fun, his so news. So unfortunate that that's a St. Louis publication. <laughs> like, So the headline reads, Huge, Uttar Pradesh, India announces state is COVID-19 free, proving the effectiveness of deworming drug ivermectin. Reads a 20 or a September 2021 headline on American right-wing news site Gateway Pundit. The article claims that Uttar Pradesh and uh, Delhi... Uh, yeah, Delhi, Delhi, yeah. Uh, saw dramatic decreases in COVID-19 cases in June 2021 because they, quote, used ivermectin early and preventively. By comparison, Kareli, a state that was uh, described as overly dependent on vaccines and less dependent on ivermectin, saw a steady rise in uh, cases after initial drop in June. That's what the Gateway Pundit is claiming. Brandon, you want to take over? Yeah, I'll take over here. However, there is no data on how many people in Uttar Pradesh took ivermectin at any point in time, making it impossible to show any connection between ivermectin use and and falling case counts. Uh, While Uttar Pradesh government... Uh, credited ivermectin for its slow death and positivity rates in May 2021. It had given out the drug since August 2020, far before the height of the crisis. Indi- the Indian Council of, Medi- of Medical Research, funded by the government, recommended ivermectin for COVID-19 in May 2021, but reversed the recommendation in September, citing lack of evidence. Not Joe Biden. Jesus Christ. So three months later, right. they changed their mind? 
and and they gave it out so a we're year. We're focused on a, a year three before, month span of time, and a year before they supposedly flatlined. With is the when they opposite gave it out. on either side of it. Yeah, yeah that's this, and this is ridiculous. a scientist bringing this evidence. Yeah, a year uh, before the flatline. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he's quoting as being the thing that cured so, India. So his theory is that you just take ivermectin once and you're immune to COVID. Right. Oh, we'll get into immunity. Hang on one second. I'm going to have you read that, but go ahead and finish, Brandon. Uh, yeah, it's just a, one more sentence. The TOGETHER trial, the largest placebo control trial for COVID in the world to date, found ivermectin offered no significant benefit against COVID-19. Pretty damning. i like him to explain that. Joe Rogan can ask that sentence in one in 10 seconds, like you did. And I wonder what he would have said, but we'll never know because he doesn't push back. Right. He um, doesn't not even push back. You don't even have to push back. So what you're saying. Fucking ask a question. Right. So you're what, the guy who asks questions. <laughs> that God, giant study that giant study with the placebos. Uh so basically what you're the saying together is try, that yeah. sugar and water is just as effective as, as ivermectin. Yeah. But See? don't say right. don't call it horse dewormer because he will get very <laughs> offended. It's like, Jim, it didn't do shit for COVID, but none of these people got worms. You talked about so. data being unreliable. This is a little longer, but I want you to read this PolitiFact article about Uttar Pradesh and uh, right. the, the statistics they're using. The PolitiFact article uh, title, no scientific, ba- no, no scientific Basis for Claims of Ivermectin's Success in Uttar Pradesh, India. Dr. Nick Mark, that's a hilarious name. Two first names. Do- Dr. <laughs> Never Nick- trust that guy. <laughs> Never trust a guy with two first names. Dr. Nick Mark, who works with critical care and pulmonary patients in, at Swedish Medical Center in Seattle, has examined claims that ivermectin has had traumatic success in Uttar Pradesh. Quote, this is not even remotely the case, unquote. He said during a lecture with other doctors on October 15th, while there are claims that the state began using ivermectin in May of 2021, during the height of India's COVID-19 crisis, the government actually said it began giving the drug in August 2020. Quote, not only did it not hasten the end of the alpha wave, but it didn't prevent the delta wave, unquote, Mark said. Good point. Mark cited the research where scientists looked at data for all deaths in India and found that certain populous districts under Uttar, or in Uttar Pradesh had no reported deaths at all for several months. So either, quote, so either you have to believe that ivermectin prevents you from dying of everything, car crashes, cancer, homicide, suicide, or that the data is just garbage and you can't interpret it, unquote, he said. That is what he is, Robert yeah. Malone is saying that no one died. The, 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 the numbers he is citing, he is trying to say in a, in a part of India that has the population of the United States, in a three-month period, no one died. And he believes as a scientist that is good data. Fuck you. Yeah. No one died of a heart attack. No one fucking OD'd. No one had an aneurysm or died of old age. Nobody crossed the street at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Like the, yeah, that's, that's the, unbelievable. It's That is unbelievable. And we are, you would have we are not. Also, the fact that he cited car crashes. Like, in there, <laughs> like, has anybody ever seen a video of driving in India? There's no way that a country of two or a, a section of 240 million people didn't have deaths in a couple of months. Like, that is just a, a, officials not being – and I agree with him. Like, I don't trust India's data necessarily either. But I don't think it's because Biden came there and started some secret cabal meeting that he has – he even says, like, I wasn't invited. I don't know what they said, but I assume that he told them not to say what they were giving out. Fuck you. Like, that's yeah. not good enough. No. That's, uh, and then he just, it's rumored to have ivermectin. No, it's not. That's but her emails. Right. I have no idea what they said. I have no idea. Like, they didn't invite me because I'm not Fauci. Right. But God damn it. 
something something's up something's up there and now that we mentioned Fauci we're gonna come in we're gonna move from Joe Rogan uh into a little earlier this is uh Steve Bannon's the war room colon pandemic it is how cool is it that we get Bannon and Rogan in the same I know episode? and you will <laughs> like, notice what are you trying to do to the us the only <laughs> difference is that Steve is in on the gambit is it is t-balling him up to Malone. right whereas Rogan is just a he's just bad shit. at it yeah yeah I'm gonna make you feel bad though. This is number. This is Steve Bannon's podcast. You've been making me feel bad up until this point. So this is from November 23rd, the day before Thanksgiving last year. This is the war room pandemic number 1,436. That's too many. So Doc Malone, the question to you is: Tony Fauci sitting there saying, "You guys have weaponized lies, weaponized lies that have killed hundreds of thousands of people." What say you, sir? I say this is called projection. Uh, the problem is that it's actually Dr. Fauci that uh, gets the gold star for lying. He does it continuously. He, I find it fascinating. We're in a situation in which the designated hitter for the White House has this long and rich history of misleading the public. And in for some reason, all of the misrepresentations that he makes all favor the interests of large pharmaceutical companies. I can't imagine why that would be, but it's the case. I mean, the documentation is clear. But Dr. Fauci, through his whole career, has a history of saying whatever he thinks is most expedient. It's not data-based. It's not science-based. And he continues to do it. But this business of saying others are responsible, look, Tony, uh, there's over half a million excess deaths in the United States from this virus, completely unnecessary, because the federal government has very actively blocked the ability of physicians to provide life-saving medications early in the infection course. They've set a policy where you have to, you can't, physicians aren't supposed to be treating as outpatients. They're only supposed to be treating as inpatients, and you only get admitted when your body is pretty effectively trashed by the virus. And so we have this high rate of dying. What you're seeing is a ramp up of the fear porn. This is occurring because they want to distract and justify jabbing all the kids. Two things. Uh, I never want my doctor to say fear porn. Yeah. That's, also, that's first uh, and foremost. they were not jabbing kids at this point. Right. That is it's just starting now, I six also, months after this interview. I also want the guy who's running the show, the guy who stole a bunch of money from the, the Build the Wall people, and like another probably, I don't know if Malone's a millionaire. Got crimes. But, oh, Malone, yeah, I'm sure he is. But he's, he's, he's making a, money off this. He's a fucking rich guy. I want him to have a better Zoom connection than Jim. Right. Like, also, right? that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, also, we have a lost episode because of that also, shit. And if you're on this show, these guys are both super anti-vax. Why are they afraid of meeting in person? Me, yeah, yeah. Well, also, I, I cut the clip. I, we lost it, but there is the clip where Robert Malone talks about the fact that he is vaccinated. He took both shots. Like, then what? In- so exactly. this is this is Ted Cruz fake filibustering. Also, this is another like, point. This the is the same thing. A month before he's on Rogan, a month and change, and he again drops the fact that, like, half a million deaths could have been prevented. Well documented. He doesn't say where he got that data from. Well, especially for this, he doesn't have to. Like, and well, no, for, and, and that is actually my point of picking this is because I wanted to show the difference of when he's on Rogan versus when he's on Steve Bannon. When he's on Rogan, he cleans it up. 
He's a lot more nuanced well, about yeah, like he's not, he doesn't call him a, a member of the mafia, you know, like right. But on Bannon, he's talking to the Q crowd. Like, Do you want to know why a hospital would ever say you can't give this to a patient? Because there's like no guess. reason to. There's no like verifiable data <laughs> that it'll help. That's the only reason. And we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Um, but we're going to let Steve Bannon, because you're going to see how it Steve Bannon. It makes me mad how little knowledge, especially you and I, Frank. Like, Jim, you're a fucking biologist. Like, you know a little bit about this. But, like, the fact that, like, you just, Jim posed a question, and you answered it correctly. And I sat here in awe, like, we don't know shit about right. this stuff. And, like, we're still, like, we know more than this shit. Only 59% of the American people, believe it or not, are fully vaccinated, given all the government pressure, all the mandates. They're in federal court everywhere. And but the other day they they came they're coming out in New York City and all over the press that they never want to talk about the Israeli study on natural immunity. They're saying there's numerous studies out there, Dr. Malone, that show even with natural immunity, it drops off after six months. It depends upon the severity of how you had it in the first place, and that you need the vaccines to reinforce your natural immunity. What say you, sir? I can tell you from first-person experience, the problem is that if you jab somebody with uh, these vaccines after they've developed high titer antibodies from uh, having recovered from SARS-CoV-2 infection, their risk of adverse events is significantly higher. In my own personal case, that's an N of one anecdote, I, I blew hypertension up to 230 systolic after my second dose of Moderna. I had restless leg. I had um, all kinds of symptoms associated with that. And it's coming out now that probably what's happening is the development of immune complex disease in many of these people, probably including myself. Um, if you have to say the word probably twice in the sentence as a scientist, you don't have jack shit. Right, yeah, red flags there. Right. Um, also, like, it, just like, so... My sister has had a very weird time with COVID, right? Right. Um, and like, and not like any other case that I've heard. And like, now she has like some health issues anyway, pri- like outside of having COVID. But like, so if when- he, sorry, I just I had to look something up and I just found it. If his hypertension, systolic pressure was at two thirty, he would have had a stroke and died. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Is he bullshitting yeah. about? Th- That's one of those things where, like, another uh, like I tiny made, dick syndrome thing. Exactly. Well, I made fun of like an hour ago in this podcast about that because he knows the word systolic. Joe Rogan thinks he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I didn't even bother fact checking on that because I assumed a doctor would get the numbers right. Yeah, he uh, he didn't even get the numbers right. That's. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's, it's, that's a, number, the it's a number Jones. that's achievable. I've killed a million people. It is, oh, it it's is achievable. Number, it's, it's so it's achievable, not out of the realm but, of what he could have Yeah, had. no, it's absolutely achievable. But, like, dude, like 90% of people that make it that high have a stroke and die. Right. And, and maybe that's maybe he did and he, he was fine. But he even said, saying, like. It's unlikely. He even said, this is anecdotal. Well, all that I, blood was in his dick. <laughs> <laughs> so. he, he had taken some Viagra four hours ago. <laughs> yeah. That saved him. He yeah, he took uh. Pepsi with Viagra cocktail. <laughs> Here's the thing though, as far as like so oh, he God, he yeah. he said all of those symptoms, and even if you take them at face value, right? Uh the point I was making about my sister is like Ashley's had like a real weird 
uh, progression of it, right? Like for the first few days, there was like a bunch of fever um, and then chills. And then it turned into like a raspy thing where it was like strep throat mono sounding like she was right. in, and she got real winded. She had no energy. Um, and this was over like the first f- three to five to seven days. Then like it just kind of stayed sore throat and like winded for a while. She didn't have any like lung issues or whatever. Restless leg syndrome, no. nothing like that. Right. Then, but then, uh, like at day 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, like the two week mark, she lost her smell. She lost her taste. Um, and then she started to, she stayed like that, still sore throat, still like whatever, went through that for another like five days and then started to feel better. And it was like, okay, you're coming out of it. Cool. And then five days after that ended up in the ER because her uh oxygen blood oxygen level like fucking shot down from 98 to like 80 something um her chest got real tight her the, the point that i'm making is that it's not impossible that the the side effects that he had were from covid still long term covid effects as opposed to I just got the shot, and that's why I had all of these things. It's also possible like, that, like, It's a weird fucking virus right. that and fucks with other shit that you already have issues and with. Well, especially also, if like, somebody has, an, like, immune suppression. Right. right. And he talks about the fact that he, he's got COVID twice, he claims. Once before he got the vaccine and once after he got both doses. And he claims that he had restless leg syndrome all anecdotally, all this stuff, you know? Blew his uh, systolic way up. Who's to say that the... The vaccine didn't prevent him from getting worse things. Didn't prevent him from ending up in the hospital like your sister, you know? He, he is no, right. It's all yeah. anecdotal. He yeah. can't prove any of that, but he is so sure that it was because of the vaccine. And it's just bullshit. I don't want to engage with most of what he said because it's all anecdotal. Yeah. Steve Bannon said something in there about, like, kind of laughing about, like, ha, despite all the mandates, only 50, whatever, 90% of the people are vaccinated. Yeah. So, um... The CDC estimates that 76% of people have received at least one dose in America. Overall, 64% of the population is fully vaccinated. If he thinks that this is some big scam or conspiracy, he's losing. Most of the population is buying into it. Yeah, and guess who— So don't laugh it off, you fucking dick. who isn't? The same amount of people that voted for Trump. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, killing the people who are supposed well, they, to be supporting even you. Into, even got into some of those. Yeah. Because we know more than 50%— or more than 45% voted for Trump at one point. Yeah. Right. So a ton of people who voted for Trump, even Trump himself is vaccinated. So is yeah. Bill O'Reilly. So is I'm Robert sure, Malone. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Steve Bannon is. Every fucking, isn't Joe Rogan vaccinated? No, he got the monoclonal antibody treatment, though. Okay, I thought he also, maybe I'm wrong, but like half the people I see debating that, the vaccine that would, are I mean, wrong. We don't, we don't have know the vaccine. if he's really unvaccinated. Right. He could be vaccinated and just not say anything. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I hope he's vaccinated. Like, after all this. After all of this, <laughs> I hope he's vaccinated. I hope Spotify, it's Spotify's policy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones that, and like a disgruntled employee eventually outs him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if he? What if he didn't even go to a doctor for it? Like Jamie somehow got a hold of a dose God, and he's the one like, that injected it. Shot him up. <laughs> I have oh. a. I have a horse. I got the dewormer. <laughs> later, later on, like way after Joe Rogan's not relevant anymore. Like there's like some behind new VH1 behind the music and Jamie's like, well, he was high on DMT all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to I, get him to eat anything. I fucking blow darted him. <laughs> <laughs> 
forgot to mention another key name, Debbie Burks. A lot of those players that was just that were just listed all came out of the HIV uh, enterprise, and they all have huge financial ties and relationships historically with Tony Fauci. You got to understand, Tony is the J. Edgar Hoover of our age. He has built an enormous uh, power base through his ability to control funding, to get journalists fired. I mean, Bobby, Bobby documents it all. Now, in terms of where were the voices, if you're mainstream and you speak out against Tony, you don't get another grant. You don't get funded. You don't get contracts. He retaliates. He retaliates all the time. Now, one of the reasons why I primarily work with DOD is that I've spoken out about him for years on Twitter, on LinkedIn, etc. And I was actively speaking out about his lies and misrepresentations then, but I didn't have the reach and platform that I have now. The, the, the DOD isn't beholden to Tony Fauci is the last bastion of independent science in this bio space right now. Uh, everybody else is controlled by Tony and the money, and Tony basically runs a mafia operation. Wow, he is totally different than on Rogan. Right? Biospace. He sounds like he he's took the Rogan's Hoover DMT. of our time. Yeah. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, yeah, he does. In this current biospace that we live in. <laughs> right. Now he is on coast to coast. Right. Like, yeah. Now 100%. he's free. He he can read the room. Yeah. hundred percent. Um so I want to talk about he's mentioned a couple times. He mentioned back in, in uh, like an hour ago when he talked about the Atlantic attack article as he put mm-hmm. it saying that it came out suspiciously three days after he released an article bullshit that that atlantic article quoted people that have been to talk to for months but we're going to get into that article the person that he is on the war room with peter navarro you don't hear him much in this art we'll hear him once yeah. before the episode's over he co-authored this opinion uh opinion article with Robert Malone. Okay. They made all these false claims. We're going to get into exactly what he claimed now. Do you want to go ahead and read this, Brandon? Yeah, I will. This is from Washington Times article by Robert Malone and Peter Navarro relies on inaccurate and substantial claims about virus evolution, vaccine immunity, and COVID-19 vaccine safety. August 5th, 2021. In, or, I'm sorry, this Washington Times opinion piece published on August 5th, 2021 made multiple claims about the evolution of virus variants in uh, immune escape as well as COVID-19 vaccine safety. Authored by Robert Malone, a scientist who formerly worked at the Salk Institute in the field of molecular biology and Peter Navarro, an economist who served as director of the White House National Trade Council during the Trump administration, the opinion piece received more than 12,000 engagements on Facebook including more than 4,800 shares according to Crowd Triangle, a social media analytics tool. Uh, the article also received some user engagements on Twitter and Reddit. Malone and Navarro misleadingly cited the risk of side effects from the COVID-19 vaccines as the reason why universal vaccination wasn't optimal. Dale Fisher, a professor of medicine at the National University of Singapore who specializes in infectious diseases, refuted the notion Quote, it is very clear that the risks of vaccination are much lower than the risks of COVID-19, he said. Uh, quote, the article's discussion surrounding viro- viro- vi- virologists' <laughs> uh, fears, unreferenced or substantiated, likewise is helpful fear-mongering, unhelpful fear-mongering when already 
many long-term effects of the disease itself are emerging and and are much more likely. Fisher also found Malone and Navarro's claim regarding the, quote, decided lack of durability of vaccine-mediated uh, immunity to be unsubstantiated. Similarly, Rowers also pointed out that the article failed to provide any evidence or source to support any of its claims. She found, she found the article's suggestion that the, quote, far more optimal strategy is to vaccinate only the most vo- vulnerable to be, quote, nonsense. So that is the base of his claims, is that the vaccine could be doing more harm than good, but he's literally, the way they say it is, is so poignant, have not provided any evidence to or sources to support any of their claims. That Seems is unacceptable right. as a scientist. Yeah, he, he also can't even directly quote the tweet that got him kicked off. No warning. But he knows what got him kicked off LinkedIn because he got reinstated twice in a very nice letter, unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented. He is, he is so much like Trump. Yeah. He just talks quieter. That's it. Yep. <laughs> it was the best letter. It was the love letter. It was the best of letters. It was the worst of letters. <laughs> We can't end an anti-vax episode, which has been mostly what this has been about, without talking about masks, right? Because that's been, like, the key fucking flashpoint. True that. Okay, uh, um, before I go back to Navarro, uh, about Fauci, he's saying now if you're fully vaccinated, you can uh, enjoy a Thanksgiving, but you should think about wearing a mask. If you're unvaccinated, people shouldn't even be around. (laughs) You should open the windows. So so let me me hit that really quick. Just tell us where are we? Where are we? So... This was all all of this stuff was revealed by that CDC slide deck that was leaked to The Washington Post. Do you remember over a month ago? Yep. The data yep. are quite strong. The marginal benefit of wearing a mask properly, let alone the way we wear them typically, is about 10 percent in protecting against further transmission. Okay? They don't work very well at all. It is a security theater. Security theater now again that's a new one i haven't heard that nope. yeah from for a guy who has claimed multiple times on this episode that he just gives you the facts unless you decide he just mentioned a, a slideshow that leaked to the washington post that apparently proved that masks are ineffective and that piqued my interest because holy this shit is, how did i miss that this is like there'd the be old, huge news this is like the old pbs commercial the more you know but if the guy that was but, doing it was on crack yeah if it was the fucking homeless <laughs> Ty- tyrone <Yeah>. Bingham's. <laughs> It took me a little bit to track this down, and I'm pretty sure this is what he's talking about because it's from just a a few months before, July 29th, 2021, Washington Post. The war has changed. Internal CDC document urges new messaging, warns Delta infections likely more severe. And it talks about a slide representation that was leaked from the CDC. Washington Post got a hold of it. uh, Quote, the document strikes an urgent tone, revealing the agency knows it must revamp its public messaging to emphasize vaccination as the best defense against a variant so contagious that it acts almost like a different novel virus, leaping from from target to target more swiftly than Ebola or the common cold. It is Robert Malone strikes this tone of trying to make you believe that the way he said it, the Washington Post got a, a leaked slideshow. And masks aren't effective. I like how he called it a slide deck, too. Like, as yeah. if it was, like, the old cards that you have to put in the, the yeah. rotating thing. So, Like, no, it's a PowerPoint, guy. <laughs> and do you remember there was a point last year where the CDC came out and said, like, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Yeah. And very quickly, most scientists said, hey, that is politicized. That's not true. We don't know yet. Yeah. What this leak was was because the CDC. Because that's how science works. Yes. And this leak was the CDC saying, look, we fucked up. 
we do need to wear masks. The vaccinated can definitely spread the, the vaccine mm-hmm. or the, the virus. Oh, shit, Frank. You just said the vaccine was contagious. <laughs> but, um, to quote oh, the God. end of this article, the data in the study... Hopefully that clip doesn't get good. They're, they're not <laughs> still listening. Uh, the data in the study cited in the document played a key role in revamping recommendations that call for everyone, vaccinated or not, to wear a mask indoors in public settings in certain circumstances. That official told the Post that the data will be published uh, in full on Friday. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's literally saying the exact opposite of what Robert Malone's claiming it's saying because he's not giving you all the information. He's giving yeah, you a nugget and then yeah. twisting it the way he wants it to be interpreted. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. F- falls in line with every other character on the yep. show. <laughs> um, and then we're about over. Uh, this is our last piece of like deep dive. He said that masks were 10% effective. That's something I can Google. And that's something that has been studied. So do you want to rebrand it about... The EPA researchers. The mask. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Before, what's our swag? Our scientific wild-ass guess on the number. I, I already <laughs> know because I researched it. Do you guys want to guess? On the, the guess of what? Robert Malone says masks are 10% effective. That way, it's it's theater porn. We should, or whatever, like security theater. Security theater. Theater um, porn. What do you think? How effective are masks? I want to hear the biologists fucking go first. I honestly haven't bothered looking at this this I will entire just say, pandemic. There because, are, like, like, I know I could look it up, yeah. but I haven't bothered looking at it the entire pandemic. 10% because, seems low, though, right? Well, any percentage is better than not. Yes, that's a good point. But I will say also, what kind of mask? M95, a cloth mask? What are you talking about? That's a huge med- okay. 10% of all so, masks are ineffective. So you have, like, different percentages for different masks. Right. Okay. Well, like, let's, and this let's is just a- go with the medical mask. I'm going to say the medical mask is, like... <laughs> Wordy. Brandon, do you want to go ahead and read? Oh, uh, yeah, I get a guess though, right? Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. Damn. Uh, I don't care. Thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both so low. <laughs> Forty. Yeah, forty-one. Uh, okay, so EPA researchers test effectiveness of face mask uh, disinfection methods against COVID-19. This is from April fifth. Um, in one study, the researchers sought to determine whether. Alternatives to high-efficiency N95 masks reserved for healthcare workers could offer similar protection for hospital personnel in the event of shortages. They tested the filtration ability of expired uh, N95 masks, N95 masks that had been sterilized for reuse, and dozens of other face mask alternatives. The Excuse me. The results show that both expired N95 masks and sterilized N95 masks provide the same level of protection as new N95 masks with a with greater than 95% filtration. Other, so that's N95s. Yeah. We knew yeah. they worked well. Yeah. Other uh, so That's the high end. Other alternatives provided less protection protection for example surgical masks with ties provided 71 71.5 percent filtration while surgical with ma- ties the with surgical mask like where you got to tie it around the back here yeah like, not yeah. the ear loop that yeah we right the, they'll come to the ear loop that's like the mash style that yeah you yeah. literally tie it around the back of your head like yeah i wear so that's 71 and a half percent filtration while surgical masks with ear loops only provide 38.1 percent so i was that's the one I was guessing for, and I was only over two percent. Right, and actually, if you're wearing an ear loop, but that's I was like, only over three point one. Still a lot. <laughs> still a lot more than ten. Um, knowing the relative performance of alternatives to new N95 masks will help ho- hospital administration 
administrators make evidence-based decisions to protect their staff. In another study, the researchers examined the filtration ability of a variety of medical procedure masks, cloth masks, and coverings recommended for the public. They tested the masks made from cotton, nylon, and other materials in different styles, including masks with ear loops and ties. They found that the effectiveness of the masks varied widely. A three-layer knitted a three-layer knitted cotton mask blocked an average of 26.5% of particles in the chamber, while a washed two-layered woven nylon mask with a filter insert and metal nose bridge blocked 79% of particles on average. Other masks those are the somewhere ones that you can between. like that are professionally made and you right. can buy for like yeah. 30 bucks. So 26 to 79 and other masks scored somewhere in between. 26 is still uh, two and a so half times ten percent. The shittiest yeah. homemade yeah. mask is he still is, better than what he says the medical yes. mask is. He yeah. is fucking downplaying it so much just to say like masks only work ten percent of the time. So, no, they don't. <laughs> He's probably like like the opposite of me, where he just didn't do any research, but he, or so the same in that sense that he didn't do any research. But you gave them the benefit the, of the doubt. Yeah. He gave them no doubt. He, he's like, like, no, I'm just going to try to reinforce my yeah. for all yeah, doubt yeah. here. Oh, stupid. The idea that we all have to sit around the kitchen table and we all know, I mean, uh, as we're sitting down to dinner with our relatives, anybody that's there that has a fever or symptoms of SARS-CoV-2 infection, COVID, they're going to disclose <laughs> it to their family members and say, hey, I'm not feeling well. Or because we're all responsible adults, uh, we're going to say, I'm going to stay home because I'm not feeling so good. Okay, so and the other thing about all this fear porn, they're now pushing on us again, another wave of it, big media push, is that the truth is, for most of us, our risk of death and disease from this virus is tiny. It is a fraction of a fraction of a percent. (laughs) And for the children, it's <laughs> even <Bannon> lower. <laughs> so what we're being subjected to is media, um, <laughs> a huge media campaign coordinated by our public health service to scare all of us right before the holidays. This I don't know how else to say it. This is obscene. It's obscene. Hey, this is obscene. Look, I love his thing about like. I can't believe we Fauci. heard Bannon like squeak out a laugh there. <laughs> Fauci says that he broke hey, character. Fauci says you should wear a mask to Thanksgiving just to be safe. He comes out and he's like, "Hey, if your family has the sniffles, they'll tell you we're all adults. No, we're not. That's why we're in this situation. Yeah, right. we've also been programmed to to not care. I've, I've known right. about it. I've known of people. Who, or I've known of people throughout this pandemic that have knowingly had COVID and still went around people. Yeah. Right. Yep. Also, the goal Got of this man. Got their family members sick, knowingly. To him, as a doctor, to be like, hey, we're all going to get sick. Look, some of us are going to die, but it's actually a really low rate. Then why are you doing clinical trials about preventive measures? Right. <laughs> yeah, why are you why wasting the your fuck? time? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You're go- Not only that, but you're going against what is current prescribed medication. And, well, actually, talking about. doof. Talking about going against advice, this is the most baffling <laughs> advice I've ever heard a scientist give on public health during a, a pandemic. So what should people be thinking about over this holiday uh, period? We are going to have a wave of virus, and the best thing that we can do here, and, the, and it will blow right through the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. The data are quite clear on that. The only debate now is are vaccinated people at higher risk of disease? Okay, it's going to blow through. So build community. 
start to, to build lists through your church, through whatever organizations you're in, be able to reach out to the old people, get information to people about early treatment, find doctors that are willing to treat you. The question to ask is, ask your doc, what are you going to do if I come down with this disease? And if they say, well, we're going to give you an aspirin and wait until you go to the hospital, go find another doc. Okay. That's it's, you got to think global, act local, start to build community, prepare for this next wave, because I'm sorry to tell you the government and the industrial hospital system are not your friends right now. What the fuck just happened? So, okay. So what he's telling you is that you can't trust medical doctors or the government. So what you got to do is during a pandemic. So he's not a medical doctor, so he can't lose his medical right. license. But what he just True. said there would have but absolutely what he, lost what him his medical What he fucking collection. said was that during a pandemic, you should go around and really mix around old people and the people who are immune compromised. Go talk to them. Breathe in their face a little bit. Write down a list of uh, doctors that will give you whatever drugs you want without them having any say. What's insane is that like he just turned it into a fucking doomsday thing. Right. Like yeah, go it's... while talking about a doomsday, talking about making a list of people sounds kind of eerie. He yeah. does. <laughs> also the the idea that Also like, while you've been pimping forever that like the vaccine doesn't work. And that's the major part is like he said it's going to blow through the vaccinated and the unvaccinated alike. The only question is are the vaccinated worse off? That's not the only question. That's, that's based on no science. That is your own. Th- that's pre- actually a dumb question opinion. because we know the fucking answer to that. Yes, based on studies. <laughs> like, All the studies. Like we know the answer. We've been answering this Shit. for a fucking three years. <laughs> like what the fuck? The fact that that man has a a degree and that that's his advice. Thomas Massey went to MIT. Yeah. Oh God, I guess there is no. Here's the thing. For taste. At the beginning oh, of the shit. pandemic, there was like a legitimate like concern even of me that like and somebody who's like pro vaccine that like if we rush this out in like a month and a half i'm not gonna take it right like if you do it that fast but like we've seen this go and like i think that a lot of people that don't like understand science get scared by the changing information but that's science like like dude pre-clinical trials like in animals uh, when they're looking for safety and efficacy, like before they even try to get to humans, like one round of that is like a week. So, and they're going to do, you know, 10 to 20 of those. So there goes half a year just on preclinical. Like they didn't rush through the safety right. and efficacy, efficacy parts. It was done at breakneck speed because of the the the, the surrounding like urgency. This should make you mad at bureaucracy, right? And red that tape we could have done it that quick, else. but we didn't. Like we could be curing shit. HIV didn't have to take fucking thirty years to get to where it is. No, right. it well, didn't. It was well, largely ignored for like ten years. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. You could have just fucking done this, right? Yeah. Um, we're getting. Almost to our last clip. This is our second, our penultimate clip. We're going to hear from Peter Navarro, the co-author, just for a second, right? Because uh, Bannon invited both of them. They they wrote this article critical of Biden's approach to COVID. He invited both of them on. You can tell that Peter Navarro is even such a dick that Malone has to correct him. Find a physician who will prescribe for you off-label hydroxychloroquine and or ivermectin and be ready for that at the first sign of symptoms, because that what's cure you. If you wait till you're, you're in the hospital, it's like a, it's like aspirin for a gunshot wound just won't work. Okay, can hey, I, for I have second. to respond to yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead, doctor. I, yeah, I sure. represent, I'm the president of the International Association of Physicians and Scientists. We are over 14,000 people now. 
And I, I deeply respect uh, what Peter is saying and his contributions in enabling the, the uh, American public to have access to hydroxy. But there are many other drugs. Where we're at right now is staged, highly developed treatment protocols based on your current status and focused on your clinical symptoms. It's not just hydroxy and ivermectin. There's a wide range of agents, and you need to find a doc that is familiar with the latest protocols like the ones being put out by the FLCCC. So, so I, I respect what Peter's saying, but it's way more than that. Dude, you wrote a paper together. You should really be on the same page. Yeah, no shit. So he mentioned something, the FLCCC, which got me down this rabbit hole, being like, well, they sound like a legit organization. Anybody who has that kind of acronym. <laughs> Anybody yeah. that has that many letters. Yeah, five right. letters in your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to have Jim read the first half of this because there are some words that I don't know how to pronounce, and if anybody is going to get it kind of right, it might be Jim. <laughs> nice. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, actually. Right. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right, so the FLCCC is the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, one of the leading groups promoting ivermectin now lists a variety of backup drugs, including the antidepressant Prozac and the antiandrogens spironolacticone. I think so, yeah. Is that a T? D-U-T? Yeah. 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 Dutasteride. Yeah. Yeah, I think you got both of those. So that's how, so an, that's anti, how said it. an anti andro- an anti androgen is like an anti steroid. So normally, when somebody gets sick with an upper respiratory disease, you give them a steroid, right? So what, so they so they want to prescribe the opposite that like well, lowers and, your body's steroid. And not only do they want to lower your steroids, keep reading. Online, <laughs> the actively- FLCCC's new recommendations raised everyone's eyebrows. Or excuse me, I. I inserted my own word, what I was thinking. <laughs> You're about. editorializing. Yeah. The FLCC's new recommendations raised eyebrows among people who already take those medications, like ivermectin, which is used to fight parasitic infections. Drugs like Prozac are regularly prescribed for non-COVID purposes, like treating depression. You know, like how famotidine treats <laughs> antacid. Yeah, heart, heartburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But... FLCCC's recommended initial Prozac doses of up to 400 milligrams. 40. Or, I'm, all right, yeah. Nah, Sorry. I, I got you. You're good. You're good. Still on, I still still on track. I still a Prozac. Yeah. Initial Prozac dose of up to 40 milligrams exceeds Mayo Clinic recommendations of just taking 20 milligrams for most new patients. The Mayo Clinic does recommend a higher dose for treating bulimia nervosa, that's in parentheses. I yeah. read that as if it was going to go on. But only in very specific examples yeah. do they ever give you something that high to start with. Oversight groups also warn new Prozac patients to be on the lookout for potentially severe side effects like suicidal thoughts. So, yeah, just double the chances of your su- suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So these guys are actually, like, now. That, that's you, like. People have been making the claim that they're, they're actively, like, trying to, like, working to get people killed. Like, right. And, and Brandon, yeah. do you want to finish up with this? Because it gets even worse because they talked about lowering testosterone. So just real quick. Yeah. The jump from 20 milligrams to 40 milligrams, doubling the dose. What What does that remind you of? Like the beginning of Oxycontin? Right, just like take more of it. It'll yeah. be fine. It, my pain subsided. <laughs> just, yeah, oh, or, sure uh, my my painkiller subsided. My pain's back. Just double the dose. Yeah. Because that's oh. a great idea. 
It's always <laughs> better if you just take like do right like or well, four, you know, like if, eight, if whatever right if, if five thousand milligram ibuprofen doesn't work take ten yeah and also remembering it. besides play like, around with it see what you like <laughs> let us know it's also important to remember that besides like like Joe Rogan said follow the money besides the clinical trial that Robert Malone is is pimping where is he making money he well he's head of the FLCCC. And what drugs are they pimping? And what do they do? <laughs> yeah. So, so he was talking about not being in pockets on Rogan's episode. Right. Yeah. The only okay. one who is not financially tied to this. Oh man. Androgen suppressants, meanwhile, have a variety of uses, including treating hair loss and acne. They are also well known for their use in transgender health care. Do you want to know what causes hair loss and acne? Too much testosterone. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. So yep. you want to push it down they are also well known for their use in transgender healthcare. media matters noted after the flccc promoted the drugs on fox news this weekend the flccc recommended covid patients take 100 milligrams of the anti-androgen oh man that word's in this fucking thing spironolactone tone <laughs> <laughs> Say like spironolactone. Spironolactone. Yeah, sure. Which is the Mayo Clinic's recommendation? Or nolactone, not nolactone. Nolactone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They they know as much as we do if they're <laughs> listening to this. Um, which is the Mayo Clinic's recommended starting dose for feminizing hormone therapy? Oh, uh, and don't we know that they love that subject? Right. <laughs> no I shit. can't believe Joe Rogan didn't ask him about that. Like, you're recommending people start hormone therapy for transgender, like, I thought you were against that, Joe. I absolutely can believe that because Joe Rogan was high. <laughs> I, don't even have, I don't even have a fucking problem with pot. Like, get high and do your podcast. Just don't be a fucking jackass. Well, don't talk about Don't try to issues. give people medical advice when yes. you're that high. Yeah. Uh, this blocks this blocks male sex hormone androgen receptors and can suppress testosterone production. The Mayo Clinic describes, although higher doses have been described as safe in treating hair loss in cisgender women. A different FLCCC document from October reveals that the group previously recommended 200 milligrams of damn it <laughs> that word per day which is the highest starting dose recommended for feminizing hormone therapy in severe cases the flccc recommends taking that word along with other anti-androgens as well as ivermectin and prozac a cocktail the group calls the full, full monty, monty. <laughs> come on Come on. But he doesn't have a financial stake, guys. Holy just take the full crap. Monty. That's just too stupid. Holy crap, dude. That's Two, 200 milligrams of the drug that is supposed to reverse. Right. You know. Their, their cure for oh COVID. The vaccine is too dangerous. Turn but yourself what you should into a woman. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that, is the, that is the most rich thing I have ever heard. So we, oh my goodness! We man. pretty much got to end it there. We have one more clip. Wasn't Joe Rogan the response, like halfway responsible for the feminizing well, the mo- the military it, bullshit? Yeah, like starting that whole conversation. Oh, I guess this is Bannon. He he oh, didn't yeah. talk about this shit. My on- God, dude. Yeah, you can tell he really ramped it up. <laughs> yeah, and how he toned it down for Rogan. So this is we really like. Does, we can't. does anybody that supports this guy know this? I'm sure. Well, Rogan has a hundred million dollars. He can look it up. This is it took but me But like I just can't search them this. that they would continue to support him. Well this was a month this was a month before he went on Rogan. He did this on uh think right before Thanksgiving and then right before New Year's he went on Rogan. This was available. 
Dude. I don't know that Rogan listened to this. They don't source it in the episode, but I mean, when when you he have look the time, up. he's such a busy guy, right? Or <laughs> Jamie should watch this shit. So we have one more clip. This is just funny because like Robert's still learning to play the game. Robert Malone was unknown until he became a COVID denier, right? No one cared about mRNA vaccines and who made them, so he's still learning Fair. how to play the game. Steve Bannon's a master at the game. He knows that you got to cut the commercial. You got to sell product. Robert doesn't. And this is so funny to me. Dr. Malone, how do people sure. get to you? We have 20 seconds. Uh, I'm on Twitter, RW Malone MD. I'm on uh, the Unity Project. You can find that. I gave you the wrong URL. Yes. It is www.unityprojectonline.com. I'm one of a group yep. of, of leading scientists, and we have a new doc, coalition that's doc, bringing doc, liberals got a punch. Hey, look, let me be frank. I can't get going in the morning until I get jacked up on some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right, so that's the name of the episode. Let me be frank. Yeah. Like, right? right. Like, oh, it has shit. to be. Was that's that awesome. It has was to that going to be, gonna be a, uh, a Black Rifle Coffee Company commercial? I don't even, I didn't even listen. Was I that heard that. I ad? laughed so fucking hard. I think I that was, was a like, Black Rifle ad, ad read. <clears throat> I think it probably was, but. I laughed so hard. I was like, that's where we're cutting it. That's that is, genius. That is absolutely my favorite thing that all of these guys do, that Holy all of the right-wing grifters do. When I say when I say wrap it up, I mean 20 seconds. Say your website, get the fuck out of here, you know? Guys, <laughs> like that last thing where this dude that he's had so much support from the right, his solution is to take medication to turn you into a woman. Yeah, yeah. And, take transgender And, and none meds. of them, like, Catch on to this? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. it makes no internal sense. I'm not sense. saying that there's something inherently wrong with wanting to turn yourself into a woman, but holy crap, like that's well, that's, that's like their bread and butter of hate. That's like yes. n- top two things that they hate. That the, the fact that they don't understand only... the irony of like that it comes full circle. They're all transphobic, and yet they don't understand that the, the thing that he's making money off and pimping as an alternative to the COVID vaccine is taking those medicines. Like. The medicines they probably don't even think should exist. If only we had a savior with a microphone who would just ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So, yeah, that's it for Joe Rogan. I I know it's a weird way to go about, like, covering him, but I thought it was the oh, most we're, relevant. We're going to cover him more. That's for sure. Robert Malone is a fucking character, though. Yeah. Uh, that That's ridiculous. I guess you want to – we can, uh, I guess, rate all three of them. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think Malone is the one we need to rate the yeah, most. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's the focus, obviously. But in 2022, we're going to do this a little bit different, right? We've got the board over there. We haven't used the board in a long fucking time. I feel like in 2022, we need to utilize the board more. So I feel feel like stealing a gimmick from myself. Uh, so the perfect crime. <laughs> it is the perfect crime. And Shapiro, bring in the board. I'm not going to put him on the floor. Just put them all on the board. Put it on the board. We have to scare this thing all day long. It might as well look pleasant. You can put it on the board. Yes. Oh, I love the board. I I miss the board. Uh, yeah, I figured we could do that. For that's my one. board, dude. That's my <laughs> board, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. All right, so how do you want to? Where do you? What column do you want to? You want to put these guys in? 
Uh, of course, we've got He's... the who are we starting with. Uh, let's start with let's start with Rogan. We can finish like Malone's going to be the big one, he's, right? For sure. He's the, the headliner. Yeah, he's the headliner. Let's start with let's start well, with Rogan. Have we rated Bannon before on this podcast? No, I no? don't. I don't think can Bannon just permanently goes in fascist, right? Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't 100%. matter. Like even yep. though like he he didn't we didn't cover him. Like, in depth, we didn't do a dive on him for this episode. He could spend a full month being as sin-free as Jesus Christ, and I would still label him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Bannon is permanently fascist. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's people that don't. Like, Trump's never eking his way out, no matter how he gets talked about. <laughs> like um, Rogan, I think, is going to be an interesting talk, because how much of it is just ignorance, not wanting to oh, cause a fuss? So the only way that I would label Joe as... A fascist would be if he is like the same in one in the same of the theory that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's too stupid to to know how to do any of this. So where does that land him though? Is he uh, an unwitting traitor or an unwilling? I mean, like, what are our categories again? Fascist, which I don't think he qualifies for. Not off this. Like, I think. I'm going to play by the same rule in 2022 is that like, we're going to talk about the contents of the episode. Right. So with the exception of people like Bannon, like there's no coming back from Bannon. Exactly. So, um, but like, so I believe that if we do another episode of Rogan, like he can fall into a different category. Right. So, yeah, I can agree with that. So I think for this episode, fascist is off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so treasonous traitor or, um, broad. I'm personally leaning towards fraud because he's not what he says he is, which is the guy who asks questions. He's a laundromat for yeah. getting these ideas to and a there larger is, audience. There is a possibility that he's just doing all this for money anyway, right? So yeah. it just, it, which would absolutely make him a fraud. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think that might change with future episodes because we didn't even cover the blatant racism, the trans, transphobia, yeah. white nationalist that he's had on his show. Yeah. You know me. I dislike him so much that I like. I'm looking for a reason to get him in like one Put tier him in higher. higher bracket. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, wouldn't... I want him in traitor. I don't think treasonous on th- off this. Um, but I can like traitor, just because like, look, you don't even have to be smart to ask some questions here's... about what that dude was talking here about. Here is an argument. You so can... you're saying he's stupid enough to stumble himself into the traitor? Well, and the, the problem <laughs> yes. is, the yeah, problem is, so. he's done 1,700 episodes. I know Rogan's not stupid. Like, that's why I'm leaning towards the fact that he's I willfully ignorant. I don't know that Rogan's not stupid. Rogan's he, pretty stupid. Like, not stupid. I think he knows people are lying to him, like Alex Jones, where he's just like, I don't want to cause waves. I kind of like the dude. What, what skin is it off my back if he lies? Willful ignorance. He's, he's like, it well, that's up to my audience to determine. It only seems plausible that he's too stupid for any of this. Right. But like Frank just said, he's on episode... 1,000 something, like almost 2,000 now. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's definitely smart. I feel like, it's just, I feel like, you know, I feel like Trader is, is, I feel like you can make an argument for Trader because, like, no matter what he's saying, his audience is a massive audience. And I think that he has a responsibility. So, if he's willful, if he's willfully ignorant, well, I think he's the willful also, makes it a traitor, right? Because he knows he's not doing as good a job as he could have been or should be. Yeah. But enough and to he's be admitted a traitor, that with his though? recent apology. Look, at the end of the day, the people that he's talking to, like 23-year-old dudes, 
who are like, fuck it, I'm not going to get the vaccine because Joe Rogan posed some good questions. Like a really, really high yeah. level of asshole grifter. But I think he's had enough like times where he's at ease and be a traitor. Yeah, but I think yeah. that he has the he has enough effect on the popular culture that it is betraying his. Right audience. now, I'm thinking back to the Gavin McGinnis episode, and I I can agree right. with traitor. I almost if, started if with willful, that. But it was if, hard. if willful ignorance and Gavin McGinnis are in the same breath. Then, right, then, yeah, which again, to be fair, like just based on this episode, I still think what he's doing is harmful. I still think the people that he's talking to have like a bunch of young twenty-year-old dudes, impressionable, who, yeah, yeah, who like frat boys, yes, who don't really know shit about shit, who don't really think about shit, and they're just like, well, he's just posing good questions. It's like, no, he's not. And if you guys would just get the fucking shot. Things like, would be a lot like, like maybe maybe complete your junior year of college before you say that he's just asking yeah. questions. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that like, hey, everybody, like you have to do what you have to do for your own like health. I think that the more responsible thing is to do that. And I think just his, even if you look at just like how like kind of flippant he is about the subject, is a is it's a disservice to his audience and then to like take it the step further society yeah i would uh, agree with that so, so i think trader 11 million probably, people's a lot yeah I, yeah I, I i'm good with trader he's a trader come on man oh yeah come on come on man you can put that on there too <laughs> <laughs> um all right so yeah so, so malone. Ro- robert malone this is the like he knows uh, right uh, he's too smart not to know what he's doing yes and he's motivated yeah. by a sense of uh, betrayal at the people he used to work with. Yeah. Or his yeah, life. Yeah, he definitely has a grudge against Fauci. Right. That, that is for sure. Um, and even other scientists who, like, have, yeah, although he have did, an equal claim to have invented is, the COVID vaccine. It is crazy, too, when you listen to the two different platforms. Because, like, his beef with Fauci in on Rogan is considerably more tamped down. Yes. He is... A fascist to the point of trying real hard to be like Goebbels. <laughs> like, he's putting out a lot of propaganda. Yeah. I think it's that he's so soft-spoken is the, what tricks me, is because he doesn't sound harmful. Right. He sounds very intelligent until yeah. you in the same critically way, think about anything he's saying. In the same way that Goebbels did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, probably. In the same way that somebody like Nick Fuentes is, like, sounds like a... Like Nick Fuentes sounds like a nerd. Like yeah. when you hear him, you're like, "Don't take that guy seriously. He's dumb." But then you hear the hateful shit that he's saying, you're like, "He's yeah. dangerous." He was the leader of the like, Proud Boys, wasn't he? Uh, no, Nick Fuentes is. Nick Fuentes is. He's the one who his fans are grippers and they're real fucking up his ass. I'll send I'll send you some Nick Fuentes later. Uh, He'll be a future episode. We'll he, get into. He definitely will. Was he the Charlottesville guy? No, maybe he probably he, about it he was probably part of it. He's not. He uh, has a show on Alex Jones Network. You can tell that I'm trying real hard to forget these things. And I don't think he does past. anymore. I think he's on <laughs> YouTube he, by himself. Did or, he finally get pulled? Yeah. yeah, he's just he's like a really young, not overly charismatic, but kind of like to his people, he's charismatic. He's dangerous, man. Like he's he's a fucking white supremacist crazy like it's openly sexist homophobic transphobic yeah yeah you should just wait for that episode because if i That's send you hard. if i send you where i could pull it from you just be like i hate my life <laughs> right? this, that this person exists um 
Yeah, Thank I could sparing me. <laughs> I I could say that Malone. I could say Malone is. I could put him with treason or fascist for this episode. I mean, I think that I'm like I'm good with either. Um, they're very similar, but it may go in like that intent, man. He has I think, the he has the potential to be Emperor I, Palpatine. <laughs> right. I don't know if he is a fascist because I see him much more as a traitor because he used to believe, and then because of grifting. Or because he didn't get the acknowledgement he thought he deserved. Well, that makes him hit. Now he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have as much power. That, yeah. I don't like, know. He, 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 he doesn't have as much effect. Yeah, but you're working Wait. him the opposite way that Frank and I are trying to work <laughs> him on, on the fucking chart. So we're, me and you are saying he's somewhere between Joe Rogan and Bannon, right? Yes. I would yeah. say that I'm happy with treasonous or fascist. I think treasonous is more accurate. I don't to what I've heard at least. I don't think based on what I've heard that like if he was giving shots to people that were like if he was just like having people come in, well I guess that's kind of what he's Yeah, he's that's you know, kind of what he's doing. Trying to give somebody famotidine instead of monoclonal anybody. He's yeah. also trying to turn people into ladies with like as a covid remedy. Re- <laughs> yeah. And like that's the Goebbels comparison, that, right? That like, you can argue so the main one of the main arguments for anti-vaxxers is like they're, oh they're trying to control the population, that's population control because right. it, it'll render eventually render you you know incompetent or impotent. You're already incompetent, probably. <laughs> probably. You're listening like, to Rob Malone. Yeah, impotent was the word I was yeah, searching for. That one's checked off. I don't know. What Has do anybody ever skirted a line for us between like can we put him on the line between treasonous and fascist? We can put him on a line. I'm fine with putting him on a line because then, when, for whatever reason, we we bring him back up. We can just f- see how we're feeling that day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. definitely flirting with fascism. I'm, right. That's sorry, Frank. This is probably going to make the decision anyway. Wait, why do you say he's a fascist? He's a fascist. Do you, do you realize how do you realize how offensive that is? I think he's a fascist. Why? Because he is. Okay. All right. So, okay, we've got a, a fascist. I love how much Jim laughs at that every time. I love it though, because like that's so essentially silly. like I like that's that. essentially our argument. I like because he is. <laughs> For the first time ever, though, I listened to it and I'm like, you know, she she was like. Do you know how offensive fascist is? It's like it's supposed to be. Yeah, like that, <laughs> that is, is the point. That is yeah. the point of the word. All right, so that was that was fun stuff. I I don't know, Frank. You I am I'm proud of you, dude. That was fun. That like I thank you. You can fucking host more and not have me do the, all the, that stuff. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, think I've ever laughed so hard at something so depressing. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The, this was a fun episode. That's I, my aim. I think <laughs> I think a lot too, though. The like we've been we've been wanting to say some things about Rogan for a while too, and this gave us the opportunity to be like. I, like I'm glad because like I I listened to Rogan a long time ago, and uh, just kind of got I like I, I I figured it out like yeah this is your brand and like whatever and then it got mainstream and it was like uh that shouldn't probably be mainstream, um and but I stopped listening to him for a while so this is like one of the first I times can't I've he, listened his to his live stream is at 11 million yeah that's like, crazy when I stopped paying attention to him it was at like three or four yeah. Well, I don't know if it's live stream. I think overall it's estimated that every episode reaches about 11 million people yeah. between YouTube, Spotify, and wherever the fuck else he pops up right. on. But, yeah, uh, I, I was glad to listen to it, too, because, like, sometimes 
I, I don't know. This episode was just interesting. Like he didn't say much. Like he right. was like, and, and, and that, that silence, was the problem. That's the yeah, yeah and that, that silence is issue. damnation. The vast majority of every scientist, no matter how good or bad that he's ever had on, he doesn't say much. Well, then Do why really don't they why the fuck don't they just get microphones? Joe doesn't yeah, exactly. they don't need him. Go have go, yeah. There is no own. way you could do this on Zoom and then upload it to YouTube. The Robert go Malone experience. Go have your 3-hour monologue. So it's really their bad. Like right. you you can do this. You got a cell phone? Like but instead you, got an you did iPad. it for free and made Joe Rogan a couple million bucks. Yeah, no shit. All right, so that'll bring us to the end of another episode. Uh, We will be back, but before we go, Jim, can you please tell the listeners how they can find us? I sure can. We have a Facebook page, and we can be found on Twitter, at Real Un-American. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim. Frank, can you tell the listeners how they can support the show? Uh, You can follow us, like, subscribe, share, and or review. Episodes are available as quickly as we can get them out. And, of course, bonus content is available over at patreon.com forward slash unamerican. So go check that out. And, as always, we appreciate your support. We do very much. Thank you, Frank, and thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you to the listeners, and we will uh, return when we do. Hopefully next week. I mean, that's the that's the plan. It's just been, I don't know, a crazy year. Um, before we go, though, I do have some dishonorable mentions. I did my, I did my shit this time. Um, nice. And fucking 80% of them are Democrats, so that's weird, right? <laughs> uh, so Ann Kirkpatrick, Arizona. Oh, I hate this name. Sorry, guy. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, because you're on my no, shit yeah. list. Filemonian uh, Vela? <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know that that's not his name. Uh, Filemon? Like but that's Filemon? what it, yeah, that's what it looks like. Vela of Texas. Uh, Sherry Bustos of Illinois. Tim Ryan of Ohio. Charlie Crist, Florida. Val Demings, Florida. Connor Lamb of Pennsylvania, Ron Kind of Wisconsin, Karen Bass of California, and John Yarmuth Yarmuth of Kentucky. Um, And as always, um, your homework as our listeners is to, I don't know, don't don't grift. Like, what is that? What is that? Like, just fucking... I don't know. Find a real job. Don't find your way onto this show. <laughs> I'm ending this episode as the GOP. Find, find a real a, job. Find a real job. You <laughs> fucking grifters. Un-American is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condick, Franklin Everhart, and Jim Hillman. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Contact us at unamericanpod at yahoo.com. And be sure to support us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content. My lower back has been killing me. I'm on a new mattress. I've been sleeping on the couch for fucking months because I cannot sleep in our bed anymore. Like, I can't do it. I'm just like, I don't know how Stacy and the kids sleep up there every welcome, night. And I'm just like. Welcome to We're Old the Podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no shit. <laughs>